Hey, all you American fans, welcome back to Miku's Crack House. This is episode 112. I'm your host, as always, Sam Kingma. Joining me, joining me is my best friend and co-host, Miles J. Miles, happy Memorial Day, man. Happy Memorial of course, Day to you, this too. Is, this is a, a really important holiday in the States. This is, of course, a day celebrating uh, when President Jeffrey Epstein freed all the children of Los Angeles from socialist Godzilla. And, and he took them to his this private is just, island where they lived happily ever after. Exactly, and nothing bad ever happened bad ever happened again. Nothing bad happened to any of them, yeah. Uh, but, but, him and the Brian Singer Ranch, man. They're just, they're just at Neverland, uh, Michael Jackson's Neverland. It's all about just making sure the kids are happy and safe with no expectations or returns for the adults. And my collar is fucked up, by the way. My collar is Oh, man, he's wearing a... On he, my yo, designer bro, shirt. You're wearing some heavy shit today, man. See, it's hot. It's like 82 degrees outside here in Illinois. And I'm like, I gotta wear the tank top. I gotta get the tank top on. It's too fuck. I'll be too hot. I'll be too hot. Because my room is 15 degrees hotter than every other room in the house. Uh, that's my room, too. And and it's because I literally, you know, I live in lanes. It's computer. I, no, it's because I live in lanes. Lane Irakawa's room. Like, I'm just surrounded by, like... By by all these like machines and there's like floating holograms around me and so like my room is just boiling hot. I actually love it's so it's so hot. It's like you're at an airport and you and you just see like bl- you see Gaussian blur in real life. Yeah, I, well, I was I was about to say it's it's the the Tears of the Kingdom desert when you go to the desert and it's just or like the Super Mario Sunshine like the heat effect that you get in certain yeah. areas where it's all <laughs> on, the, on the airstrip and yeah, stuff yeah the airstrip yeah. Is, is really memorable that's what your fucking room looks like yeah no I, there's just a constant wavy effect in my room at all times it's um, it's it's so horrible it's so horrible so I got the AC blasted right now I'm sure I'll get chewed out for that in a matter of hours uh, but I don't care I'm worth the extra four dollars to the electric bill but anyways that's that's enough about that uh miles how you doing bro you know i'm i'm doing really well um i i guess up front just for uh straight up um clarity and transparency sake uh Neither of us did anything. Uh, so oh, we're not going to even try. Okay, so we're not nice, even going to yeah. like a... This is going to be a nice wing it week. I mean, okay, here's... You're probably going to guess. Oh, Almost I bet. every week is a wing it week, Miles. Well, no, Basically, every week is a wing it week. Sometimes we play a new game. Sometimes we see a film. It's so like, yeah, sometimes we do an activity or something interesting to talk yeah, about. Yeah, it's like, oh, oh, did you know Miles played more Tears of the Kingdom? Oh my god, let's let's talk about this. Sam, I don't want to talk any more about Tears of the Kingdom than I already have. I, 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 I want to finish honest, the game. I, I haven't really played. I haven't really like played much more of it since we played. I mean, or I let me say. What I've done is not much more significant than last time. Yeah, it's like you've just been you've been doing what you're supposed to do in the game, wandering around yeah. and and seeing the sights and and doing doing the do. I I have a thing planned when I finish the game. I because like I want to talk about like certain certain things that I think in particular are very funny as someone who's weirdly intimately aware of the Breath of the Wild map as well as the Breath of the Wild mechanics and a lot of like. The stupid non things that no one else should miss or notice, uh, but I'm not able to yet. I want to have a comprehensive opinion about it. So what I want to talk about instead, Sam, uh, yeah. is is the Chinese. I want to talk about the Chinese. Fuck yeah! Okay. Okay. So Sam, I was clued in late to the fact that there is uh, a designer Nintendo Pro controller uh, based on Tears of the Kingdom. It's got the Zonai swirls that sort of. Uh, 
Zen Garden Swirl. Oh no, you bought a third thing. party controller. And I and I couldn't get it because the scalpers got to it. It was $130. And so I said So I, I, I saw on a website while looking this up that somebody else was you know, they they had made a really cool themed controller before the release of this controller. And I was like, oh man, this is a gorgeous controller. It's not too expensive. Uh, and I want something that matches my gold OLED Nintendo Switch OLED. Ah, my fucking eyes! <laughs> ah, there's glass in my fucking eyes! Uh, anyways, um, and so I saw this this kind of gold Zonai-themed controller. I thought, oh my god, this looks really beautiful. Dude, that D-pad, that yeah. D-pad, it does not look it, dude. I know, and, it's really compressed. You see it. You see, you see it in comparison, and you're like, you're like, it looks mostly the same. It looks mostly the same. But it's not. Dude, I, I got that discerning fucking eye. You can I, tell. I can tell immediately that that D-pad is not it, Luigi. Oh, there's, there's multiple things that are not it. So first of all, let's let's talk about this. The share button. Square. Circular. What is that? Did they think I wasn't going to notice? Did they Did they just fucking... Did, did, did the little sweatshop people think I wasn't going to notice? Their stubby little child labor fingers on Epstein... I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I mean, in some nondescript location, thought I wasn't going to notice. Uh, so, that's a big one. Second of all, uh, and this one in particular... This is the egregious one, and the one I really want to focus on. Obviously, we pointed out the D-pad. I'm not going to bring that up. It's the fucking triggers. Oh Look yeah! Oh, those this. triggers are bad, dude. Look those at triggers this. are they're so are close together. Oh, and they're right on top of each other they're too. They're right on it, top of each other. There is no delineation between which trigger your fingers are on at all time. And by the way, and and just look at the thinness. The thinness in comparison to the to the fucking. They're so horrible, dude. Yeah, they're, it's like the Z button. It really you know, is. No, like, and, and so this one, there's this like con convex curve. You can just caress it. It's like an ocean wave. When it slips in, it slips in real good. This is just like flat. It's just it's flat as a fucking board. Yes, there's a little curve, but it's not enough. It truly is not enough to make the feeling of fucking knocking the bow. When you're in the Gliok fight, you gotta knock the bow against Gliok. Which by the way, that Gliok is like my favorite boss in that franchise. It's not a high bar. There's not a ton of like really like stellar Zelda bosses, but like but, that but one he's, is he's number one. That one's king, dude. That one is king. I I haven't fought uh, any of the like or I haven't fought uh, all of the other like temple bosses. Yeah, um, I found one in the the sky. I found a Gliok just chilling in the air. Oh, there's a couple of of just emitter Gliok's where they expect you to just like fight him on a platform or like something i'm like this is insane what do they expect so me to sick. make a hot air balloon yeah and you're gonna, you <laughs> gotta just... fight him on the hot air balloon like it's it's fucking fucking dope you gotta take your pot shots i mean you got the, the objective is you knock, to knock him, him out, out of the sky, sky. Yeah, you knock him yeah. out of the sky and then he takes damage when he falls it's so fucking sick uh but yeah so i i i've been playing so much tears of the kingdom we've, we've talked enough about it i i want to give a nice comprehensive discussion of it when i i get a chance but the one thing i do want to say sam is have you ever had a moment in your life where you're like oh this meme is me i am the, he just like me for real for real yeah like, you're pressed yeah, up all against the, time. the tv yeah where so so what was the last meme where you were like oh man that's me that's me dude oh shit dude because if um, you don't have an answer i i have one i i i mean i Recently, I've become a fan of t 
completely degenerate One Piece memes. I, and now I've I've become I've gone from new fan to fully indoctrinated into the culture, and I gotta wait seven days for twenty fucking pages of content now. So I I have to occupy myself with just the wretched memes. Truly, like the most wretched of of of, of memes that are so good, and I relate to them on like a deep guttural level like i have not laughed this hard i have not laughed harder than zoro getting interviewed by fucking nardwar about what happened on thriller bark it is like truly like it it is it was a life transforming meme for me to for me to see that unless unless you're a circle jerk reddit yeah the memes are are usually I think that the thing is that because the memes on, like, shitpost crusaders or, like, whatever the equivalent of for One Piece is, because that definitely exists. Um, oh, yes. Where where it's like, we are all, we all have the exact same excessively deep reference pool, so we can, like, go in ham on the memes. Which- yeah, but, like, here's here's what you need to under, under, understand, though, about, like, my particular situation right now. Is that like let's use JoJo because we're both pretty experienced with JoJo oh, yeah, yeah. as I feel like a lot of the audiences. So like you know we know all the 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 again we know all the context we know all the lore we can pull from and, and we know all the big common jokes. I don't need to list them off for you, but we know all the big common ones, so they're kind of trite for us. M- me, I didn't experience any of this shit on my way to catching up. So I don't know what's trite and what's not. So it's just all hitting me at once. It's just all getting blasted at me, um, and it's just un- unbelievable. It's just un- it's just unbelievable. It's so it's so good. It's like a, well, it was like a floodgate. The, that that's the thing, and and this is this is such a, a JoJo specific thing. Like the anime only memes are are always worse than the manga memes. The people who read the manga just make better memes and and it's it's got nothing to do with like oh you know they read where do you work out at the library like it's it's not it's not that it's just the fact that they have more chances to be a disruptor to be an innovator <laughs> in in the field of shit stale anime memes like so so you see like you see like 17 memes about like a, a line that Jolene says in, in the Netflix batch part three of the Netflix batch. Right. And it's like, yeah. that has the chance to get, to get run into the ground three or four years before the airing of, of um, stone ocean. There was a meme that was just a picture of a snail, like a real life snail. Right. And it said in several years, I will take over. You will not know what this means until it's too late. And it's like, that's like, that was great, where it's like, okay, an anime-only person is going to be just confused, what's with the snails, what's with the snails, whereas, like, all us Stone Ocean readers... Readers. Uh, yeah, we're, we're just like, dude, he's so right, dude, everyone's going to go mad about the snails. Um, there, there was a, a great one that's, like, so specific to Part 8, which was, like, a news clipping about someone, like like reverse engineering a new strain of weed that he thought was going to like extend life and it was just a picture of of um of Josuke from part 8 uh but or um Josefumi Kujo from part 8 where where it's just like cuz he like helped grow this rokakaka plant like just it, and it was just this completely like it, it got a ton of upvotes, but only from, like, people who could understand the meme, because it was just the article and then his stupid face. And there was just nothing, like, if, if, if you don't know 
you don't know and you will never know. You're just locked out. And so so I I like a good a good meme like that where you're, where you're like well it's it's the call out meme where where it's like it's shouting out. It's like a, a secret brainwave sent out to to all the sleeper agents to activate, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. It- uh, <laughs> but but yeah, I I have I had a moment where I I really said this this meme is me and it's not even a meme that's real. It's a meme I conceived of in my brain. Uh but but I was like, this is so No wonder true. that question was so hard to fucking answer. Well Because well, you didn't your your answer is some just fucking fantasy meme, some fucking fiction meme. Well no, it's it's a meme template that that I just I have like if I wanted to I could because I have two Tears of the Kingdoms memes I wanted to make. Uh and one is one is from the SpongeBob movie at the end when they're on the table and they're like, We did pretty good for a couple of goofs, didn't we? Right? Like they're like drying yeah. up. I was just thinking when Tears of the Kingdom Wings game of the year, we did pretty good for some glorified DLC, didn't we? I was just like, I would love to see that, but I'm too lazy to make it. But the other one that I wanted to make that was so very specifically me was the 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 Spider-Man meme when pe- uh, it was Anton Ego eating the the ratatouille at the end of the movie yeah. and it's it's Spider-Man 2 in his spoon, right? <laughs> like and it's uh, him eating the Spider-Man 2018 game and, and, and it flashes back to Charlotte and Spider-Man 2. That's me with like <laughs> It's just Ocarina of Time on my spoon, just like... Oh, dude, that's fucking... That's funny yeah, as where, fuck. Because that's, this game is literally just a soft reboot of Ocarina of Time, and it's like, I can't fucking believe it. I just feel so... And, and dude, if you want to... If you if you need proof that I am as much of a simpleton as the people that I, I mock for, like, being easily pandered to or whatever, like, people, you know, people who go to see, like... Like a you know a Star Wars movie or a Marvel movie, and they like all the little references or the, the whatever. Is like I I yeah. can always roll my eyes. Yeah, but you're like, that bitch now. Oh, yeah, but I'm that bitch when it comes to the the parallels between Ocarina of Time and Tears of the Kingdom, especially the the adult because the game is basically like they just used the sequel to make the adult era part of Ocarina of Time. That whole chapter of the game is just now an entire game in and of itself, and it's kind of interesting. But like. Like, there's a part where Ganondorf kneels in front of someone, and I'm like, Oh! There, that's me! That's me! There I am! You're fucking like Leo DiCaprio? Yeah, like, yeah. Oh! yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I know what that's about! Uh, he's kneeling in front of the king just like an ocarina of time! I get it! It's not nearly as, as well shot! It's not- ah! the, the context isn't the same, but I, I know what they're doing! I recognize it! I understand! I understand this version and then, of Ganondorf. And then, 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 like, uh, you have, like, a, like, one angry gamer, like, one of those, like, conservative outlets be like, I can't believe Nintendo's referencing fucking, like, Colin Kaepernick fucking, Neil, yeah. fucking taking a knee. <laughs> Could you, like, imagine that? This Dude, would be so I, funny. I think, I think about this constantly, about just how, like, dire, like, I, I, just just the world is when it comes to like discourse because because i'll be seeing you know i'll just be seeing something i'll just be at the movie theater right i'll just be enjoying well I, I wouldn't be enjoying the movie theater but i'll just be seeing you know like a movie i'm on my couch with my mom and dad watching something right and i'll just like be watching a movie and in the back of my mind i'm like there's that bloomberg article or not that bloomberg article there there's that washington post article there's that huffpo article dude like, I, I do the same thing yeah, it's so I'm watching it's so fucked and- I'm just ruined because, like, I'm, I've been watching a lot of Ted Lasso, right? And I'm just, yeah, like... We talk and, about this all the time. <laughs> like, yeah. how, how it's very, like, you feel it's, like, it's, like, overly trying to, like, make sure, yeah, everything's on the up and, and up, gets, guys. And then it gets fucking articles written for it anyway because that's what the audience who's enjoying Ted Lasso is. It's people who are, like... 
Ooh, I don't know about this one. Like, there, there's a there's a fucking joke in the show, and I want to emphasize J O K E joke, where um one of the characters is is outed as gay. He comes out as no, he's not. He's outed partially, but he comes out as well. And it's Ted Lasso, so of course everyone's fine with it. Everyone around him is is fine with it. Um. Um, on his team, not like the world, <laughs> but uh, I bet everyone on the team, all the people that matter are fine with it, right? And Ted talks about how, um, like everyone's like, yeah, we don't really care. And Ted has a, a monologue where he's like, we don't, you know, we could say we don't care, like, but w- what we really want to emphasize is that we want to be there for you. Like, it, it's not just about like, it's not just a don't ask, don't tell situation. We want to let you know, like, we want, we want to know what's going on. We want to be involved in your life. We don't want to make you think that. That uh, you don't you don't have to open up and you you don't have to hide uh, you know so much of yourself just to make sure that we're comfortable. Like so, he's trying to kind of reference that, but he he talks about how he had a friend a friend who was a Denver Broncos fan and like how he's like, yeah, no, we all hated the Broncos, but uh, if I had just you know joined him on one Super Bowl one day, he wouldn't have had to you know enjoy those games alone. And then uh, the character goes. Do you just compare being gay to being a Denver Broncos fan? And he goes, "Yeah, I did. I realize that's not a, a great comparison. I, I'm sorry, but, but the point is, like, and it's and it's it, it's it's he, he if got you lost like the, the Denver metaphor. Broncos, yeah, you are gay. Yeah, well, he got lost in the metaphor where he was trying to say, like, the point is, we we don't want to push you away just because we are no, we we don't have the same interests as you. And people are like, was it wrong for Ted Lasso to compare such a mundane, inane thing to being gay? Doesn't that trivialize the struggle? And it's like, when you, when you write the scene, and you make the about it, you don't have to write an article about it. The show's already there. Like, you, you, you can, you can t- I, I think the one thing that you can always say is like, yeah, just because you acknowledge it doesn't suddenly make it good. But like, when, but the, the point was he, he gave him You are someone who who feels that you have to hide or that you have to, you know, be private about, you know, things that everyone knows just because you don't want to make them uncomfortable. That's not true. We, we love you and we care about you and we want to know what's going on. It doesn't and, – and the joke is that, like, the Denver Broncos thing is not is not one-to-one. Uh, and, and he's Hi like – Hi, guys. Yeah, it's Peter really Griffin here to explain the joke. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys. Peter Griffin here here to explain the joke. <laughs> Where, where it's just like, it's just like you don't have to write the article. You don't have to write the article. It's it, it, it's so easy. It's just so easy. But but Miles, they the do ha- they do have to write the article. They have to SEO scrape for every last penny. They oh, gotta yeah, write mean, the article. I know they have to write the article, but it's like just go through the episode again. Find something else to pick. It's on. just like, like so. It's just like I, I I'm just like so glad I don't I'm like not indoctrinated. I don't see any of this stuff That's anymore. The thing. No, Benefit I don't of being see on social it. media. I don't not, see not, it. Be, not being on social media. But like my family does, and my family has to like make sure, like, because they want to have that I know about it. Yeah, like, like uh, I I watched Wakanda Forever, which uh, this got cut from the episode because we had technical problems. But I discussed yeah. how. Sorry about that, guys. Yeah, and it was a gr- it was a great segment. By that the way. was that was a great fucking episode. Yeah. R.I.P. Last hour of episode one hundred ten. Yeah, but yeah. um. Yeah, or I've just accepted that uh, I fucking love watching Marvel movies. Fucking love watching Pixar movies. I love Star Wars stuff because I just I I am a hater. And we're I'm living a- in the Twilight Zone right now. We're living in the fucking Twilight Zone. Yeah, where I I just accepted like I used to think like oh they're so bad I hate them, but like 
I always want to know. I always want to know just how shit it is. And not just do I want to know, I want to feed off the anger. And I want to feed off the incompetence. I think The Last Jedi was a gateway drug where, like, for, like, a year, I was just so endlessly fascinated by everything. It was, it was one heroin needle stabs yeah, worth. It was, it, was, it was one, just the fucking fattest bong rip, that movie, where I, after that, I was, I know, I know gateway drugs aren't real, by the way. Don't write the article, Huffington Post! Don't write the article, it's a joke! Man, I can't, I can't believe Miku's crack house is spreading misinformation about drug use. Yeah, lots of people use medical marijuana in order to deal with their pain. How could you do this to the cancer patients? Uh, <laughs> no, it's a fucking joke, guys. But, but that was, that was the fattest bong rip. Just for a year, I was like, I was just like, I could talk about this movie every day. And I would never be done. I could just talk about all the the missteps and all the failings and all and just every it really is interesting like a cos- it. it really is a cosmic failure of a film, dude. And and and, and then the next one, I, I've only seen the, it's the, the second worse. one. I cannot believe they made a film worse than the Last Jedi. It's actually in a, an achievement of <laughs> I, some kind. I respect that they made a worse movie. And did you hear that I just said the second one? Because I have the Force Awakens doesn't even exist in my mind. It's just, it's not enough of a failure for me. It's it's just too not interesting enough. Um, it's been erased. It doesn't matter. The Force Awakens whole gimmick rests on the idea that the later movies were going to be actually good, interesting, original films. And now there's no and reason. Get, there's no reason and, to experience it. Yeah, and now it's just a, it's just episode four but worse. But but that's the thing, like it's it's episode four but worse to a to a trilogy that you don't want to watch in the first place or you don't want to rewatch in the first place. Like the thing to understand about about what's great about Star Wars, right, is that episode four you can watch episode four and that's the end for if yeah, if, you, it, if it has to be. Like if you're only gonna watch one, let's say let's say you have an afternoon to yourself, right? You got to kill some time between. Writing Huffington Post. You gotta kill two hours and 30 minutes. Yeah, you gotta kill some time between writing Huffington Post articles about the latest Ted Lasso episode and writing Huffington Post articles about the latest episode of Succession. I don't know what's problematic on that show besides everything. Um, But, uh, and I guess I could talk a little bit about Succession. um, You watching it? I am, I am. Um, What do you think? Dude, I gotta be honest, it's not for me. And I'm I'm gonna keep watching it. Not liking it? I'm gonna keep watching it because it's good TV and I'd like to be able to kind of talk about it. But like I'm just not interested in like the I I I, I just don't think I need to watch another show about a dysfunctional millionaire family who is ruined by an abusive parent and who can't escape the their grasp. It's like it's Bojack Horseman, it's um Arrested Development, uh what else? I mean, there's there's a couple of these about like the, these kinds of like rich families who kind of ruin people, and um, I don't know. I I I, I just. I understand that it's like politically charged, and the acting and performance is great. The characters are very layered, but I'm just kind of like, I'm like, where's the magical girls? That's that's kind of <laughs> where that's kind of where I'm at. Where where I'm just like, I I t- I totally see the quality here. I'm just not watching anything in a in a genre or in about a topic that I'm interested in. But I, I, it, it I is great. Like it, it, I feel this way about like when I play like I'll play certain like classic games that are just are, are kind of like for the culture, right? I like and 
And I'm just like, hey, this isn't my thing. But it's good to know. It's good to know where where these games came from. Like, I feel this way a lot about. Um, and I need to play more of these. But a lot of the kind of like early M Sims, like um, I need to finish Deus Ex. I really like Thief, yeah. but I didn't like Thief enough that I wanted to play Thief Two, which is interesting. Um, those games are awesome. But like, I'm also just kind of like, but if I'm gonna play a stealth game. It's gonna be Metal Gear. Like I, I just I like the the way those play out a little more than the kind of like hide in the shadows and navigate a big three D level kind of thing that Thief does. Thief is awesome, and I will never knock it for especially the three D level design. All amazing and impressive, unique aesthetic, super super aesthetic, really great. Stop masturbating your microphone. Stop it. Um, but I'm but I'm sitting there and I'm just oh, like oh man I'm just I was like, waiting I, miss- I was like I was like I wonder if he's gonna notice yeah. it all <laughs> I'm 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 sitting there and I'm like man I miss Mario 64 I miss the castle like I'm just that much of a, a fucking soy boy simpleton uh but yeah like it, it, you gotta watch Star Wars for two hours right you could watch Episode Four New Hope and just be like that was great I'm done and forever. be happy yeah and, and be satisfied yeah and Empire a little less with Empire you kind of want to follow it up. You- yeah, but, totally. And that's but that the whole movie point is still movie. incredible. Like where, where yeah. you just like you finish. I mean, it's similar to Two Towers, right? You finish that movie, and you want to see what's next, but you still feel great. You didn't. You didn't yeah, feel oh, like dude, you, you feel totally satisfied. Yeah, yeah. God, bro, Two Towers is fucking awesome, dude. The whole Lord of the Rings trilogy is, and, and oh yeah, it's all phenomenal. All of it, all it's, of it. It's great too because, as I said, like it doesn't feel like there's not a there's not the Eat Your Vegetables movie. There's always an Eat Your Vegetables something in yeah. everything where, like, whether it's it's a a, a midquel kind of sequel or like a you know like a spinoff, some some sort of context you need to know. It's like if you really want to play Near Automata, people are going to be like, well, you got to play Near too, and a handful of moments are massively strengthened by having played near but not enough that i think that people need to play near to enjoy and to really understand near automata they're gonna miss a couple of like cerebral references and and two characters are gonna just fall flat um but it's like otherwise like yeah you can kind of just enjoy that game on your own without really playing near because playing near well before we're near replicant which is actually good was eating vegetables like that game is not great. Uh, it's worth experiencing. It's very interesting. But if you're like me and kind of don't have a tolerance for, like, okay games at the period of your life that you played near in, that was eating vegetables. That was that was big vegetable eating. Chapter 2 of Death Stranding, vegetable eating. Uh, <laughs> the, the fucking, that fucking opening to Phantom Pain where you crawl through the, the hospital, vegetable eating. It's intro, like, intro to fucking, the tutorial of Remnant is definitely, there's, is, there's a lot is, of good Dude, that's eating. like broth eating, like, <laughs> stock eating. Yeah, I think, I think vegetable eating is unfortunately really common, especially like with tutorials. I would honestly say that the Great Sky Island is vegetable Oh eating. yeah, that's vegetable eating. That is some vegetable eating. Because it's just not as good as the Great Plateau, and, and... It's not as, like, seamless, and there's not as much to do and discover. There, like, it's just not as good. But then you I feel leave, like on repeat great. playthroughs, Sky Island would take a similar amount of time. We're, it like, would take the exact same amount of time. It's actually shorter, I'm convinced. We're, like, with Great Plateau, I feel like on repeat playthroughs of Breath of the Wild, you, you're out on, you're flying off that fucker in 20 minutes. It's, it's, it, dep- it definitely depends, like, because... The, the, like, that's the thing. For people like us who have already played, I think you, I think Great Sky Island, like, 
has that same degree of like familiarity as the Great Plateau, um, where it's like you kind of learn what is and isn't really worth doing to get off of there. But yeah. there is longer like preambles between shrines, which is kind of interesting. Exactly. Um, so that's definitely got to fucking walk for yeah. fucking ten minutes at the start of the game. That's a fucking that's vegetable, vegetable eating. That's vegetable eating. That's vegetable eating. Uh, I hate that shit in games. By the way, yeah. So, well, it, you know what's, dude? You know what's nice about that is that the game doesn't care. I I, di- I, di- I tested a rumor and I reset and I just ran with my infinite energy. I just ran forward and it was over. They, you don't have to follow Zelda. She'll fucking ah! pick up the she'll pick up the slack. You just run through that and it's fine. They're not they're not going to stop you. And so that's really nice. At the okay, very least. that's good. Yeah, like you can get through that in like a minute. It's it's kind of roughly the same length as like waking up, getting the the Sheikah slate, and you got to watch the cutscene, and and you got to get your clothes, and you got to open the door, and you got to watch the precipice cutscene. It's kind of similar length, but yeah. it is a little longer. Um, and there is that worse kind of like you can't just sit back and enjoy this opening cutscene. You actually do have to input the game, but low input the game. Again, hospital scene. Like a oh, lot of. Oh, I got another one. I got another one. Basically, the first three and a half hours of every single fucking Pokemon game yeah. sounds like red and blue. Sounds yeah. like probably like red and blue or gold and silver. Maybe that's like, that's kind of why I I can't like get into like I understand that it's like yeah you have to understand that people might not have played these games yet, but. It, it is just, it's fucking painful. I don't blame you. Dude, Pokemon is such a fucking tragedy for people like you because, dude, Pokemon is so deep and so interesting, and the amount of creativity you have in party creation is more diverse than basically any fucking JRPG out there. But the battles you are put into in the mainline single-player games ask so little of you and ask you to put the mechanics to so little of a test that... It's it's for someone like you who understands RPGs and are did not grow up with Pokemon and have a base interest in it. There's nothing for you really you know what I'm, until I'm the really, end of the game, by the way, and then they put in a couple fights and, and that by are kind of hard. Everyone always talks about the end of the game, like yeah, it was worth it. It was worth Dude, it. Was worth the I'm last sorry. hours. I'm sorry. Six fights, the Elite Four and Champion fight does not equate or fix. Or justify the last 15 hours of easy-ass gameplay. Because when it's easy and you don't have to try, it's boring and not fun to play. But but everyone's going to be like, yeah, no, the, the Elite Four was really hard this time. That's all I remember. It's yeah. um, th- There's a great quote by, by Jay, Jay Bauman of Red Letter Media, where he's talking about like the jump scare at the end of a horror movie. Where people go, oh, I was scared at the end. What a great movie. All I remember is the very end. Where, where sometimes, like like a lot of movies will... Will hit you with that, dude. They will hit you with that. Uh, just, just to, just to get you some zhuzh at the very end of the film. Um, like Pokemon is like that, where people are like, "Yeah, the Elite Four was really hard this time, man." Talk about Cynthia and her Garchomp. It's, it's just like I know, like, like, it, like it's like it's justification for the entire game. It's like no, this is one part of it. Like it's good, it's a good part of it, but just like not, it's not the whole experience. That's why, like, I have to recommend like you just play. Like well, like well regarded, well tuned fucking ROM hacks of Pokemon nowadays, yeah. and 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 they're and they're full of like that's the thing. Like, there's a whole community. I of of I have a friend who um, like they are really big into the 
the the fake mon creating and so some of their like designs have made it into these rom hacks like you yeah. just have like it's all like crowdsourced people who just love it, pokemon it, and making exactly. their own pokemon see, see there's definitely so there's like multiple layers to like the pokemon rom shit because there there's the level i like which is we don't fuck with the mechanics really or we don't fuck with the mechanics or the move pools but we add in all the Pokemon of the generation available to you throughout the, the game, and it's just way fucking harder. Like, I think a great Pokemon ROM hack, if, if you want to experience, like, classic old-school Pokemon, is Pokemon Crystal Clear. Because it's, like, it sets the game in, like, an open world. You can, f- once you get Fly, you can go to any location you want to immediately. And each route in gym is tuned from a like level of like one to 16 and each set has different moves in different leveled Pokemon that scale with you as you like complete gyms and like level up and move throughout the world. And it has all the Pokemon available to you and you don't have to like do any shenanigans where you have to boot up a second emulator to like do in-game trading or any of that. Like it's all, you just fucking can play on the cart and the difficulty is just perfectly fucking tuned. So you just get to actually play Pokemon and enjoy it at, like, kind of a high level. But you don't have to do competitive. Because I love competitive, and I love playing Pokemon Showdown and stuff. But that's not really, like, experiencing the single-player content of the game. I want to experience the Pokemon RPG aspect. The single-player campaign. You want to grow your team, and, and you yeah. want to conquer the gym. I want it you to be hard as fuck, team. though. Yeah. Like... That's why I, I, I need to try this for myself. I want to play, like, Emerald Kaizo. I know Emerald Kaizo is well-known for, like, people nose-locking it, like, Pokemon challenges and stuff. Uh, and obviously, th- really interesting to see those runs done. But I think playing a- Emerald Kaizo normally or casually would be just super fucking fun for me. Where I can just grind up whatever fucking Pokemon I want and just take my time and, like, really try the gym leaders who all have six fucking Pokemon. And you need a fucking full team to handle it. Like, that's the shit I'm talking about. And in the mainline games, you can't get that to, like, the very, very end. Um, and there, there is something to be said about, like, incremental difficulty. There's less to be said about incremental difficulty in the ninth entry of a franchise that's 25 years old and annualized. Well, dude, and- it's... Oh, it's so fucking bad. Uh, dude, I feel like the conversations surrounding Scarlet and Violet... They actually make me want to grab a shotgun and, like, blow my fucking head off because of how, like, just, like, why are we defending this shit? Like, why are we acting, like, because the game is not kind of linear that it's some radical fucking change to, like, what's going on here? And, like, dude, the fucking Pokemon designs in Gen 9 are so shit, dude. They're so bad. Like, Gen 8, I thought, had some stinker designs, but on the whole, it's, like, fine. But, bro, you can tell what Pokemon from the new gen were made in-house at Game Freak, and which one, which are the starters and the legendaries and a few others, and which ones were just fucking outsourced from whatever random company they got to make this game in, like, 12 months. It's fucking ridiculous. And it's just... I'm, like... I, I'm so... I'm so disenfranchised with modern Pokemon, but here's the disenfranchised with the franchise. Yeah. I mean, I, the, my, there is one thing that I will say is like great Pokemon content online about the series. 
has kept me engaged and interested and again a thriving rom hacking community making the games more interesting and stuff like showdown if i want to play competitively without having to spend fucking 250 hours to make a team uh that might not even be sufficient um and it's i've just accepted that i'm a fucking boomer and i only care about gens one through five and i that's the only gens i care about anything after that i just don't really give a fuck about and i don't give a shit about the new games i'm done I'm like it, so it does done feel with it does genuinely feel, especially at our age, nice to just accept to just accept that you're a fucking boomer. And like even even if you're aware that things weren't like great back in the day, because I always hate when people are like, man, games were just so much better back then. It's like, no, it's just a greater diversity of possible AAA releases could happen back then. But on the whole, games just came out in a worse state and more trash came out in general like it's just the difference is the the pool of possible good game types was bigger exactly yeah like i I heard really flavors too uh, yeah and i heard a really interesting statistic i was listening to like a podcast a few weeks ago and something that really stuck with me was that like like during the gamecube ps2 xbox era games did not sell nearly as well as they do today however the amount of games that were selling more than a million copies was way higher back during the GameCube, PS2, Xbox, Dreamcast days than it is today. Way less games sell a million copies. Yeah. So the games that are making a lot of money are making way more money, but there's just way fewer of those games making a lot of money. And there's way fewer of those games that can exist because because now a million copies is not... Uh, I saw an article that said uh, Sakuna of Rice and Ruins creator said, yeah, we only need 30,000 copies to, you know, to to break even, basically. And it sold 800,000. Like, that's and, a chunk of change for exactly. that and, and that game, and you know why? Like, that game was made fucking intelligently with a realistic fucking budget. Like, nowadays, like, dude, or, do you remember the game Callisto Protocol from, like, uh, oh, yeah, last year? <laughs> the fact that you have to be like, do you remember Callisto Protocol? Because I... I I remember it specifically because I want to have this conversation. And Callisto Protocol is a great card up your sleeve. Do you know how much Callisto Protocol costs to make? I'm going to guess it cost $88 million. It costed $115 million. And I'm double-checking this right now. It was definitely over $100 million, $110 million. I can guarantee you that. Um... Because it's uh, about 161 billion, according to Wikipedia, which That's is even true. scarier. But it's definitely not true. Okay, Game World Observer and Dual Shockers are all reporting 160 million. 160 million. That makes sense. When you said 121 billion, I was like, no, no. I, I'm sorry. I did not. I, I, I was. I did not mean to say billion. I okay, guess I flubbed okay. my words. Yeah, I, I was about to say there's no way 121 billion no, dollars. No, 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 I'm not judging, by the way. This is not a judgment call about all games that are like this. But think about what Callista Protocol is. Callista Protocol is like an eight-hour linear linear campaign that like has elements of it. I remember people complaining about the fire effects looking very like not good. (laughs) 
play and just weird yeah. shit like that so it's like it, it like the the game had some like rushed elements and the game was buggy and like it it got middling reviews at launch or whatever like for all intents and purposes kind of like a half-baked release even anyways when everything was all said and done and this that cost why, like, 150 million dollars. Th- th- this is why, like, whenever people bring up like budgets or like squandering budgets or whatever, I'm just like, no, you don't know where the money went or even how much it costs because we don't do that in games. We don't report that. So, unfortunately, like, unfortunately. Yeah. So, so like, people always bring up like, well, yeah, Konami fired Kojima because the game cost 80 million dollars and he was squandering the the budget and he wanted more money. Um, and it's like for a game of that scale, quality, size, and especially with that much R and D into the Fox engine, 80 million dollars is actually not that bad. Like for for that generation, for that level of quality, for that level of content, and that level of like AI graphical output, engine development, even that level of star power with Keeper Sutherland, eight yeah. million dollars, not that bad. I mean, dude, every fucking Sony AAA game nowadays costs at least like two hundred, one hundred fifty to two hundred million dollars. So yeah, eighty million for fucking Phantom Pain, not too I, bad. I have a theory about why Phantom Pain was considered like over budget. I think that that. Uh, it was just also inflation is crazy. By the way, from 2015, oh, yeah. for the record, we should say so. Like, uh, it, it that game was probably like today's equivalent of like probably like an 140, 150 million dollar game. My, yeah, um, but my 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 thought on on the matter is is that's a case of like a, a misalignment of expectation because Hideo Kojima is on record as saying that he wanted to make a G like a competitor to GTA, a game that like a Japanese product that could compete with GTA, and uh. Oh, he's going to grab the vape, isn't he? Gotta no, he's going to grab water. the drink. I had to get my water. I, I had to, I had to take a bet. Uh, anyway, I had to get my yeah. water. Where, where, where? Yeah, that game. Um, you know, Rockstar Games cost like two hundred million dollars plus. Um, and oh, so I yeah. think it was a case of like Hideo Kojima was like, "Here's the game. Here's how much it's going to cost." And I, and I, I have a theory, a personal theory, and I have no proof of it that in order to get Konami invested in the game, he was going to rely on either um over promise and uh, under deliver and under promise and over deliver or he was going to rely on some degree of sunken cost where he said well the game's already this far into development if we have this much more money we can do this and so he he was going to kind of keep going back and asking for more money like you know classic yeah. producer stuff right classic business production stuff um and and he's also on record of saying like yeah some, I'll just so, I I don't care as long as long as as the game gets made I, budget is not an issue to me right and and that's a very creator uh, and producer mindset not an executive producer mindset uh and, and so like the like that I think that that's probably why the game ended up being like more costly than Konami was willing to do but also like relatively reasonably priced for the game it ended up being for the size it ended up being mm-hmm. was just a misalignment of expectations he he knew how much a GTA game would cost and Konami didn't want to put up that money they they might have thought they did when they were under different management but when whatever whoever this new CEO or CEO whichever he was guy came in and and they wanted to move towards you know Pachinko and other, yeah, in, Pachinko uh, and in other, games. and they do uh, Yu-Gi-Oh and stuff. So it's like, yeah, they they, they wanted to move towards like mobile games or and re- or don't they do re- don't they do restrooms too in Japan? Maybe, maybe, yeah. I mean, here's like, <laughs> like a lot of Japanese companies have their fingers in all sorts of things that are like odd. Konami is is more of a digital media company than just like game developer, and I think people don't really think about that. But yeah, they wanted to focus on on their revenue sources that had low 
production costs and high payouts. And so like, I think it was just a case of, of they, they weren't interested in making a GTA budgeted game, even though they greenlit one. Yeah. Because they, they maybe didn't fully understand like what that meant and how much that would cost in comparison to the model that they cared about. Exactly. Um, and, and so it, like, like whenever people talk about that game in particular as like this, like big budget, like mishandled, you know, over bloated thing, I'm like, I disagree. I actually like looking at the numbers. I disagree. Like, if we want to talk about big budget, over bloated, mishandled, it's Last of Us Part Two, where where the reason that game was big budget, over bloated, and mishandled was because the team kept leaving and they kept having to rehire and restaff. Yeah, and it, and and they hire they rehired and restaffed people who couldn't do the job as well or as fast as the team who did Uncharted Four. Exactly. Or or even look at something like, like Cyberpunk or whatever, and how sort of disastrous that sort of launch was, and despite how much money went into that game's production. And then it's just like, and, and also by, like, in, yeah, we, a game neither of us are a super big fan of, but a game that should be emulated in, at least when it comes to production, is fucking Control. Because Control oh, costs yeah. $25 million dollars. And, and it's a triple A quality game, as far it's, as I'm concerned. Yeah, I, I mean, I completely agree. It is absolutely a triple A quality game, and it does stuff too that not a lot of games do. Like it has a completely original sound effect library, all original sound effects you know, in Control, and that was done on their hyper limited budget in the scope of game development. And I give them a lot of credit because the sequel, Control Two, that's in development right now, and I think Five Hundred Five is publishing with them, fifty million bucks. So they're not even really like freak. They're not even like, all right, we got to make a hundred twenty-five million dollar game. It's like, no, let's that's give a sizable bump for the sequel, and it'll probably be actually noticeable, and it, it'll probably impress people. Be like, oh wow, this game looks so much better. Because you know that's just happening with Remnant Two with me. Because I see trailers and stuff for Remnant Two, and I'm really excited to play it at the end of this summer when it comes out. And I'm like, oh wow, this game looks. Oh wow, what a next gen leap! Oh my god! And it's like, yeah, because like. The first game was, like, reasonably budgeted. Which, by the way, crazy thing about Remnant I learned the other day. Did you know... You know the game Hunt Showdown, right? The multiplayer yeah. game from, from Crytek? Hunt Showdown, before it became the PvPvE game that it is today, was originally, like, a, like a PvE-type game that had all of Remnant's assets. They decided to reset... They sold all the assets to Gunfire Games, and then they used those assets to create Remnant. Oh wow! Okay, that's kind of it's, so. It's like so if you go. And that's watch a great way to flip. That's a great way to flip. Like if if you have a bunch of assets, you're going to toss out. Like sell them, sell them. To yeah, someone. they sold, and it's like so. If you watch like early like Hunt Showdown, like like early, early, early gameplay, like you see Remnant stuff, and it's like that, what the more fuck? honestly more debt like. Because that's a movie industry practice. With old props, you just repurpose them. Like, more games need to do this. I know FF15, like, purchased a lot of, like, pre-existing assets for, like, enemies and bosses, and a lot of people... Oh, like, yeah, sure. That, that. And, and that's all happening still right now. Like, the Unreal Engine store is a huge yeah. storefront and, with this stuff. Like, and if you ask me, I think we should embrace it and be okay oh, with it. Totally. I know. I'm. I gotta be honest. I'm really all about the, like, a a anything... To help sort of speed sort of speed up development or, or make sort of bigger scope or bigger idea games possible for smaller groups or individual developers. 
is fucking great by me. Whether or not, you, you know, AI is needed, which, I mean, for the record, AI has been fucking been used in video games to create huge video game worlds for decade and decades and to a- amazing big effect in games like Daggerfall. The entire game is basically AI, and it's one of the best experiences ever. Yeah, so, that, that's the thing about, like, the AI boogeyman that everyone's really about is, like, people's idea of AI is is that it's, like, suddenly it's really smart and it's going to replace us all when it's... It's it's just a companion and a tool. Like the the people who are getting replaced, frankly, are writers, uh, because because the industries that that use writers already kind of don't care about that. <laughs> yeah, like, and it's I, like I, I don't know I don't know how else to say it. Like with this writer strike and all that, I'm kind of like, and and this is not what I want, but I'm kind of like, ooh, they, ooh. <laughs> who's this one to the AIs, dude? Because because guess what Hollywood's already there, man. They're already they're already hiring rented directors and rented writers who will just do what you ask them to do. It's like, and, and they're already underpaying them for those scripts. When you sell a script, you are literally you are literally selling, uh, like a ten dollar painting to be turned into a fifty thousand dollar painting. Like <laughs> it's it's that say it's it, it would be like if you if Van Gogh sold you a painting on the street and then you traveled through time to when Van Gogh was famous and popular and you sold his painting. <laughs> Dude, that, that analogy is like insane. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> it's, it's, it's oh dude it's it's so fucked it yeah it's it's so fucking crazy but like I, again i just want like and and it's so funny too because like i've seen a lot of like ai voice stuff recently um or just people using like ai voice memes and then you go to the comments and they're all like yeah this is what ai was meant to be used for whatever and it's all good and funny but then you go online or whatever seen ai image and everyone's freaking the fuck out about it and it's like well we and it's talked- the yeah, we talked about that how fucking, artists are uh, pussies it's before. That, it's that fucking, fucking meme of the woman at the office, and it's AI voice memes, and it's like, oh, hello, handsome, and then it's AI art, artists, and it's like, yo, hello, human resources. Yeah, like, we, well, we've talked a lot about how, uh, and I, I'm gonna apologize, uh, I'm gonna apologize to Yoink yet again, um, get fucked. We love uh, Yoink. In, in this, yeah, we love Yoink, but get fucked because uh, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna dunk on Twitter artists. I'm about to again. ruin your whole career. And oh, and you know what? If she if she's not if she's not embracing it by now, which she is, if she's not embracing the fact that like I I will just on the on the drop of a hat just start insulting Twitter artists. I I don't know what to tell you, but yeah, it's like with Twitter artists in particular who are like freaking out about AI. It it is really funny because there's just no critical analysis of like how how safe some of them are like i've i've said it before pixiv artists are the one in danger the people who do beautifully rendered japanese paintings of like anime characters or original characters in that style they're in danger from ai but like people people who have like a really distinct art style you know like a really fun uh like distinct like like uh, like a joan in vasquez or a vivian m who does um hell of a boss like yeah Vivian M's art is not getting AI'd. Like, like you're you're not gonna get like a really great imp enough to then sell it. Like, you might be able to 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 make fan art of it, right? But no one is replacing Vivian M's drawings it, yeah, enough it, that it Vivian also, M should be scared for yeah, her it, career. It, and what's funny too, and like, let me just give it a, like a light example, something that I've I've seen recently, in like. 
aspects of AI art. So obviously, being that Oshinoko has been such a popular anime uh, recently, there's been a lot like an upsurge of like an I Oshino art, and of course, AI AI I art to follow. <laughs> uh AI there's AI, AI, AI oh. art there's there's uh I AI art there's um IA art uh from there's but, IAA art the uh the fucking vocaloid it's just lots of stuff but the so but the thing with I uh I Hoshino that's different from most anime characters is that her eyes are very distinct and she has like a very distinctive like six there's the six sparkle way in her star eyes, yeah. in her eye yeah and it's interesting to see uh, uh, how AI is like not really fully able to quite replicate it, or they kind of get it, but it's like fucked up and wrong. And it's like, wow, just that like little difference made it's all you need. It's made all you this need like a AI. unique, yeah, made it like like a a unique character that's like not really being easily replicated by it, the it AI. Is... Will it be able to do it eventually? Yeah, sure, but like, oh yeah, no, it's like, just a, an example, a short, small. And, and that's example. how you stay ahead of the singularity, just a little bit, just a little bit. You just, like, like and, uh, I mean, I, you know, Justin Roiland, um, his, like, art style, um, I'm not endorsing Justin Roiland Huffington Post! I'm not doing it! Uh, I'm just referencing his drawings! Huffington Post! Don't write the article! Get your hands off the keyboard! Uh... <laughs> Yeah, like, he does the little, like, squiggly little eyes, right? Like, their pupils have, like, they're not circles. Like They're, like, people. splotchy. They're, like, they're yeah, like they're little splotchy. splotches. They're ink blots. Um, and, like, the, even that, just that little, little something, like, it, it does give you, it does give you something that an AI would have trouble replicating. Yeah. Meanwhile, you go to character AI, you fucking feed it a Wikipedia page, it perfectly emulates fucking Jon Snow, so you can RP Jon Snow railing you. Like... It, you know, you you just feed it an entire fire and ice book, uh, or ice and fire book, and 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 Jon Snow's on top of you. He's fucking mounting you. He's taking your virginity. Like that. Like if, the writers are fucked because that words are really really easy for AI to comprehend. That's really easy to do. Uh, and 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 no one's talking about it because no one cares about writers. People only care about fucking drawings on twitter which are all terrible memes anyways i i there was a vi there was a picture that was going around where someone it, it was like a the two buttons kind of thing or whatever but yeah, like, oh yeah by an artist where it was like um hard work and dedication or not safe for work and it's like people slamming on the not safe for work button like the implication being oh not safe for work people are selling out right where it's like yeah. if you're a not safe for work artist first of all you're never advancing in the world uh, unless unless you find a team like the Skullgirls team who are horny and they're and they love the fact that you're making porn of their characters, and they're just going to be like, "Hey, your porn's good enough. Why don't you just make the characters?" Like you're not advancing in the world because you don't have any samples that you could show anyone. You can't tell your friends or your family un unless they're degenerates too. Which, if your family's degenerate too, and you're showing them your porn that you made, I I don't know what to say to that. That is very very supportive and probably very granola of them. Uh, and and like. It's it's a case of like the moment that you try and strike out and you try and do something safe for work, no one cares. No one cares. So it's 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 a it's its own beast. It's its own can of worms. Yeah, I, like, I mean, here's the deal. I, the, I I'll defend not safe for work as like a drawing not safe for work as a side hustle, as like because you can't if you are a good artist and can do it. It's I, I don't think it's horrible to to sort of have an alt or shadow or secondary account. Like, 
where you, you you try to do and 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 hawk your wares off because I agree with everything you're saying. I I don't think being an exclusive, not safe for work artist is a good idea unless you have a be- decent clientele base that consistently wants to purchase stuff from you. Yeah, and, and, um, and especially like because it's porn, unless your prices are decent for what like these particular horny people are willing to spend. Um, but but I was gonna say that you could do the same exact thing on tw- on that with that uh that image with like hard work and dedication to build your fan base or memes because a lot of people will just you know you have like a what kyle i don't know how to pronounce the the twitter handle um they're the guy who who does like really beautifully rendered anime pictures but it's all like like these really dark jokes or memes like it's it's the famous um oh uh, yeah komi-san bathroom picture or like oh yeah um, uh kana and the dog like like there's oh, a lot of yeah all that sh- oh yeah I, I i know this artist yeah yeah a lot and clearly technically talented artists but what's kind of kept them ahead and allowed them to kind of build a platform is also their their kind of dark sense of humor like that appeals to these these sorts of like edgier anime fans who are yeah who are there's like something be it's like there's there's elements and there's added value beyond the photo itself. There's like yeah. actual value at staring at it it's, and like it's telling trying a story. to yeah, and trying to find the joke or the fucked up thing or whatever. Because there, that's what it one, is. Yeah, there, there's a one which is Anya wearing Crocs in front of an escalator, and yeah, it's like that's a really a, there's a piece of C4 on the ceiling. Yeah, like that, that's that's a really like deep cut because like. You're not supposed to wear Crocs on the elevator. Like that was a whole thing where, like, I guess Crocs could get caught in an elevator more easily than other shoes. Uh, just, just, the, just the smallest, like, stupidest little, little added, you know, joke to 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 make the image shareable and kind of funny. Like, and and that's a lot of the Zelda fandom is all about this. Like, Tears of the Kingdom has a lot of like great, gorgeous, like fucking biblical ass art especially with the the link design that's very hellenistic but then there's also a lot of art that's like like link you know creating like a stupid gundam or whatever and yeah and and also not to mention just like art that's just like a silly little joke or comic that was doodled out in like five ten minutes that like is funny and connects with people is gonna go way further on a platform like twitter than just insert art piece here yeah especially because it's like Again, that can be shared, you know, to Discord servers. If you put your watermark in there, like, that's easy enough. Where it's, like, a really gorgeous piece of work, right? Might not get shared as casually because it demands attention. It's... Yeah. No no one's no one's dropping Monet's in your Discord server. You know, it's like... It, it, no one's dropping Monet's, even though Monet's yeah. are, are gorgeous. I, I it, appreciate a really great, like, Zelda fan art. But a lot of Zelda... You know, because a lot of Zelda fan art is very classical and and beautifully rendered but like for the more recent games there's also a lot of funny ones that's just like, yeah because hey, that's funny just that like has an culture now yeah and and, like, and and you know what power to that person they're building their brand they're building their power platform. to the players have, power to the players i have i have absolutely no problem with with people kind of hustling like that but my issue is always just like all these fucking twitter artists are like it, they're trying to victimize themselves and they're trying to capitalize themselves. Like people will just be like, it's what I said about light lark. People are just mad that someone had a strategy that wasn't just the conventional way of getting popular. And especially their idea of it's not quality. It's not the level of quality that I think should be allowed. Therefore I'm going to deny its existence. Whereas like, like it's like, okay, someone who just makes stupid little crappy memes, right. You know, and, and, they make a Patreon for their dumb comics or whatever, like their dumb low effort comics. It's like, I'm sorry, but they have found a great business model. They found a great business model. Can you just be happy for them? I'm really, yeah. I'm really like, I, I'm a pretentious fuck. 
I only want to work very, very hard, and I only want to create really fucking detailed and really, like, like fucking labored over stories. And and I have accepted those probably aren't going to go as far as as maybe the quality level, like, would, would make one who is reading it believe it should go, right? Like, Berserk is beloved because it's emotional and it's thoughtful and it's got heart and philosophy and life lessons. But people open the fucking manga because the art is hardcore and Guts is badass. Like, yeah. that's what gets them. You, you you have to get them in the door before you, and you it's show like, them yeah. the, the, the judge. Exactly. Like, you need to just, like... I've been really fascinated by this recently, especially as I've been reading a lot of manga. Just, like, reading different types of, of stories that, like, try to do their own thing or try to have, like, a, a have a unique element to them or be different or be out there, but at the same time still have the core tenets of, like, what what makes, like, sh I guess in this in this instance, like, shonen manga, shonen manga. So, so like, I guess, like, Tokyo Ghoul being a very, a, a story that, like, probably would not survive in the magazine today with how slow it's, like, 40, 50 chapters opening is, but... It soon introduces, like, it has these elements of, like, 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 you know, it has shown in superpowers with, like, the Kagune and the, in the Kinkais and stuff like that. Um, and how it introduces these battle elements and a, a, a shown in power system, basically, in a story that's a lot more serious and, like, thoughtful and thought provoking than, like, your traditional, like, that's just, Let's just fight a bunch of people. Uh, yeah, I, I, I have a lot of trouble communicating with um, – because I'm working with an artist right now on something. They're brilliant. But uh, the reference pool isn't my reference pool. I'm not going to say it's, like, limited or worse or whatever. That's just completely inaccurate. But that they just draw from different things, uh, pun intended, I suppose. Uh, and, and so, like, trying to explain that, like, the story is not going to have a power system is really difficult, like, to, to get across where, because they're just not Maho Shoujo pilled. Uh, or they're not like seinen pilled, where where you can have a story that's like okay, everyone's mundane, and every, like like a story like Vagabond, right? Or or again, a Berserk, where it's like guts. There's no power system in Berserk. Guts is just strong because he fought that hard and he got there. And those those are char those are the protagonists that I like. Is like the exceptional protagonist who who got there, right? And and that's why we're following them because they. Put I gotta the be honest. I feel like that is like the big thing right now i feel like a lot of current protagonists in in at least like shonen action manga that i read are like the best or they're just they start at the fucking top the, and that's like, that's the thing like like i i like and it, it might just because i'm imbibed by like american coming of age stories as well you know for as much as i dunk on you know avatar or whatever like I totally grew up on that, and you, and you do see that learning process. That was a really big thing in, you know, 70s, 80s, um, 90s, 2000s media, where it's a character has to learn the hard way. It's the Sorcerer's Apprentice, um, it's Star Wars, uh, you know, char characters who have to be trained up and go through experiences and grow. And, and that was um, a Dragon Ball, fucking the original Dragon Ball is, yeah. is all that. Uh, and now you kind of have these characters, I, I, and I think it's it's been proliferated by a, a certain degree of like postmodernism, where like people are so used to seeing stories that begin with the character being like you know at the bottom and they have to grow, like that. It's kind of amusing to see like, all right, well, what's what's it look like when a character takes on the world, right? And and because my my preferred balance is Berserk, where it's like 
Guts is the strongest human. He is the equivalent of Krillin, but he's fighting the equivalent of Super Saiyans in that story. But unlike Dragon Ball, there's no Goku, right? And so it's like Krillin actually has to make do, and he has to be smarter and and stronger and and especially more self. His his greatest strength is he's self destructive. He will win the fight no matter what it does to his body. Um, and, and that's compelling to me where I like that he is the strongest human, but he's dealing with something that, that strength alone is, is, it's just not going to work against cause he's fighting actual literal demons. Yeah. Uh, and, and, and he's so cursed that they want to drag him to hell. Like that's the, those stakes are great. Those stakes are awesome. And, and, yeah. and it's, it's different in comparison to a mob psycho 100 or, or a one punch man where the, that's. A, a very philosophical take on like, well, being the strongest kind of sucks. Like th- that, that, yeah. that is a very big difference, but like, and, and so, or like a chainsaw man where like, cha- you know, there is something very special about Denji from jump. Um, and, and even though he's kind of untrained and he doesn't really know what he's doing, he has to train, uh, which is a very short training arc, which is really funny. Um, he has this like latent power that very shown in classic latent power where it's like, okay, he is, Inex- like just be- by the nature of his power of his life, by the nature best. of the story is just dummy good like yeah it's 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 a it's 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 just a very interesting like difference where you have a character who just is good but or he has the the potential to be like super important and interesting yeah uh, but we're he's like a fucking moron it, as opposed to someone as opposed to like uh, asa and like yoru in part two who will be goaded uh, but is weak af right now like yeah, and, um, and, you, and they have to get there. And they have like, to it's get so there. so different from, yeah. from Denji. Denji also has to get there, but Denji also doesn't have anything to worry about. like that. And that's why that story is about like the emotional deterioration of Denji, because that's his weakness. Because Chainsaw Man lives forever. He can't die uh, unless his heart's taken, which is difficult to do. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I want to – speaking of, I want to go off on a, on a slight tangent um, – we're it's podcast jazz this week, Miles. We can do whatever the fuck we want. Oh, sing it, soul man. <laughs> uh, yeah, I want I want to go off on a slight tangent, Sam. Uh, I I visited a family friend of mine recently, and this family friend I've known them for like 12, 13, 14 years, right? It's mm-hmm. been a long time. Um, I was in high school. They were in like you know, I was I was in like late high school they were in early high school uh family friend of my younger sister uh and so he's the little brother of the family and, and so okay. i connected him because he's the boy right uh and i hate women and i don't respect the male I, yeah he's the male and and i don't respect women whatsoever and and i believe that they should be subservient that's a joke i'll post that's a, just a joke i don't actually believe these things look at my Planned Parenthood card it's joke do I, have to, do I have to pull out the Planned Parenthood card again? I'll pull it out. I'll pull out the Planned Parenthood card. Oh, okay. no. I'll pull out the Planned Parenthood ah! card because I'm such a good fucking person. I'll post. Um, yeah, so... so Miles, Miles flashes his address at everybody. Yeah, no, no. It's I, I only flash the, the like... No, the I know. I was fucking around. I was supposed to... Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh... <laughs> Miles doxes himself by trying to flex his Planned Parenthood card. Uh, but so the thing is like, <laughs> they, they were, you know, they were on the younger side. Right. Um, yeah. and so yeah, they were like 14. Right. And, and they were one of those people who just played whatever games were bought for them. Uh, and so we would play video games. They knew I liked them. And, um, uh, and so we, we played the Aragon licensed game. 
Now, first of all, Sam, do you remember? Aragon video game on 360 PS3? Yeah, baby. We fly around on the little blue dragon guy. So let's talk a little bit about this game, Sam. Because did it, it did, is, isn't wasn't Aragon written by like a 13-year-old or something? Maybe. I mean, I I met the guy. He was doing a talk, a book talk. You uh, met the guy who yeah, wrote Aragon? When I lived in when I lived uh in um the Midwest, actually, he he was doing a book tour of the Midwest and Okay, so I guess a, a local he, Barnes he, and Noble, and he was like, a did he look much older than you? Or oh, he was a lot older than me. Yeah, I think he was like, you know, he was probably writing his third, fourth book, you know, the third book in the series or whatever. Um, because oh, okay. it's it's Aragon, Elden, Elder, or Elden, I don't remember, and Brissinger are the three books. Um, and okay. I remember them very vividly because they were kind of popular at the time. And they and, were huge YA hits for our school and stuff. Oh, yeah, no, and, and our school pushed them a lot. And so he was doing a book tour, and he was talking to us, like, pre-Brissinger release. So, I mean, maybe he was, like, 21, 22, right? But, like... Okay, yeah, it's still pretty young. Yeah, you know? no, I mean, it's it's still very... It's it's not Lightlark young, uh, but uh, Aragon, from what I recall, is just better than Lightlark. Um, a book Thank I haven't God. read, but that I support. Uh, its existence because someone has to, even though it's bad, um, because it's not, it's, 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 it's not, uh, it's not deserving of this level of it's hate. It's not deserving of the level of hate from like jealous people. Uh, anyways, I want to talk about the Aragon video I game. I want to talk about the Aragon video game. So first of all, I, I have a couple of discoveries to mention about the Aragon video game. First of all, I'm pretty sure the Aragon video game was a PS2 GameCube title that they moved to Xbox 360. Oh, okay. Cross-gen, cross-gen game. Well, No. I think they just straight up moved it to Xbox 360 and PS3, and they didn't release it for six, for fifth generation consoles, even though it was developed for the fifth generation. Uh, and my reasoning, are you looking this up? I, I yeah, I want to I want to get a little tertiary background information on this game. I mean, you can keep talking. I want to okay, I want to hear cool. all about it. So so the reason I bring this up is because it the came models- out, uh, By the way, Microsoft Windows, PlayStation Portable, PlayStation Two, Xbox 360, Game Boy Advance, Xbox DS. Wow, okay. Yeah, so... so Which, by every- the way, pro- all one, two, three... Pro- one, two, three, four... Probably four or five different versions of this game exist. Yeah, I, it would Across sense. all those consoles. That would make a lot of sense. Um, But we played the Xbox 360 version, and this is a classic movie tie-in beat-em-up game. We're talking Trek 2... Uh, oh, I own Trek 2. Dude, that, Trek 2 was the first game. game I ever bought with my own money. I spent fifty dollars in like two thousand and like two on Shrek two, and, and I, I think about that to, all well, it the time. Two thousand four, by the way, because that's what oh two thousand four, yeah. Oh, and, okay. and then it told you to go outside when you finished the game. Uh, like, oh, f- bro, dude, I couldn't beat the mission. So, do you remember the second level where you're on donkey on dra- you're on dragon as donkey, and you gotta like do some fucking Star Fox maneuvering for like three minutes? I couldn't beat I- that. Don't I only remember a lot of the like top down beat em up levels like that sort of gauntlet esque like oh yeah that up. start shit was fun as fuck oh yeah but I couldn't beat the second fucking level like and, and that was game. by the way that was like the the default for like tie in games or like cheap games Nicktoons All Star Unite was like this as well yeah. where- do you remember uh, the Teen Titans video game that shit kind of slapped oh yeah no and a lot of these games weren't bad like the the big thing to understand is that, I love like, Nicktoons Unite by the way it's th- that's that game. A good game. Is- well, yeah. I mean, it's it's it's, it's good not good, for what it is. but it's like fun. Yeah, it's it's good for what it is. It's it's a nice, fun time, and and it's charming. 
Uh, and, and, but uh, again, that's another like gauntlet style top down beat em up ring around your character game. <laughs> like, uh, I think that's the best way to describe it is the ring around your character game where, yeah. where it's colored, you know, who you are. In yeah, like, like Marvel Ultimate Alliance and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, this clusterfuck screen of, of as many characters as possible so you don't get lost in, in the, in the poor perspective, the poor top down perspective of the game. Um, and it had like a needless combo, like, like a weirdly involved combo system that included like command grabs and down state finishers and, and like pushes and stuns. It, it was like, like no one's going to interact with, the, with these elements, guys, like what, uh, Stormfront games, no one's going to interact with these elements. Uh, but they had them anyways, because that's quality, baby. You need the quality, baby. Hell um, yeah. And so we had spent the last fucking 11 12 13 14 years just slowly getting through this game and like there's like 18 levels not a lot but you know we'd only get like an hour to play the game every time we met right and so why 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 was this like we gotta go back to aragon like we gotta go back so he took out aragon and he was like this game is actually pretty good and immediately because i was me and i was fucking 15 or 16 or whatever and you know i'd already been let's playing at that point i've been been on my classic games kick been playing the classics got into super metroid at that age got into more like mario world at that age like i knew my shit Right, I knew my yeah. shit. You, so you I, knew Aragon wasn't gonna live up and to I knew, Mario I knew World. <laughs> that shit was gonna be okay at best. But I was like, you know what, fine. We turn it on, we play it, you know, classic Gen 2, or PS2, Christ. Gen, Gen 6, 6 kind of beat-em-up game, right? I knew, I knew exactly what I was getting into. It was okay, it was tolerable, it wasn't fucking miserable, I was having a, a, an okay time, because it was me and a friend playing a game. That's always a good time. Yeah. Uh, and just every fucking time we'd met, year after year, we would pull out the game, and we'd make fun of it slightly more, because we were more cynical than the last time we played it, and we'd play better games since the last time we played it, more and more and more, until finally, we did, in fact, finish the fucking game recently. Oh, well, congratulations, and- so how does it end? Like, what's the big finale of uh, Aragon like? What's level 18 like? There's no credits, first of all. The game just stops and it throws you back into the the, the level select. The title screen. screen with no music, like no, it throws you back to the level select screen. Where oh it's like, wow! Hey, you want to run it back? You want to run it back? I guess maybe if I found all the secret eggs throughout the level, maybe um, it would end. <laughs> maybe the game would <laughs> the end. True ending. Get yeah. the secret final boss well, of Aragon. I was about to say it was like a Contra three ending where they're like, I was expecting a Contra three ending where it's like true Dragon Riders play on hard. You know, and, it's like and you, you know, it's like it it's like hard. it's like Rayman one. It's like you gotta collect, you gotta get all the secret dragon eggs if you want to actually like finish the game for real. Yeah, if you want, but but there is a final boss, and it is the final boss, so to speak, of the film, the climax of the film. Um, but th- there's a couple Final of, like, boss of the book, you mean? No, of the film, because this is based on the movie. Oh, and, okay. And so all the based secret on eggs, a book. Way, based on a book, based on a And so all the secret eggs are really funny because you get them and they uh, unlock bonus content. Games used to do this thing where they just wouldn't waste anything. And so you would just, in the game, get, get a model viewer or get a fucking art viewer. And like, yeah. only Naughty Dog and Capcom is doing this shit anymore even though it's, like, instant production value for stuff you've already made. Like, I don't know. Everyone should do this. Everyone should do this. It's just really easy to do, and, and, it, and it gives your game the illusion of scale that it needs. <laughs> um, it's so it's just so easy to have a model viewer, you guys. That, <laughs> just like, do it. 
It takes it takes more effort to make the bottle caps in Resident Evil. Dude, I've been four. playing uh I've been replaying Guilty Gear Strive recently and they have this whole mode where you can take the models and like place them on a little diorama and like make little scenes with oh, them. Oh yeah, no, I, it's I a whole love those. Yeah, I love those modes. There's one in Kingdom Hearts 3 called uh, Data Greetings that that's really fun. You can play around with that. Um, and a lot of people use it to make uh, thumbnails if they're if they're doing like mods or whatever, right? And they want to do a, a yeah, it's super thumbnail. cool. Um, or a thumbnail for their mod, yeah. It's like it's just instant production value, photo modes, instant production value, and and they're probably not as easy to program in as you would like think they are, right? Um, yeah. But you know, because like something like Death Stranding had to have it patched in, had to have its photo mode like patched in. Um, but like ultimately, uh. It's worth doing because it's 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 totally worth doing because people share the fucking photos on fucking line. Yeah, or like the model viewers worth doing because it's like okay, if you tie the models to like an in-game point system, it's like people have a reason to play the game on multiple difficulties. You just you're already programming yeah, and get in all the stuff. Yeah, you're already programming in achievements because every game has to have achievements now. It's like you might as well program in a point system based on those achievements that you can spend in game. It's better than fucking trophies to just sit there like and don't exist. Uh, and, and so, like, Aragon's, like, secret eggs unlock these kinds of things, and it's just really funny because a lot of it's, like, behind-the-scenes things that you probably hire, like, a crew to come in, and you hire Saul Goodman's crew to come in and, and, uh, and film it. You hire a bunch of co college kids to come in kids. and upload to the concept art. Yeah, and, and, well, well, no, they just film, like, the voice director being, like, you know, interviewing these characters, uh... Oh, my God. Full, full interviews, dude? It's got interviews? Not, not really. It's, it's the classic, like, promo interview where it's, like, they say one line in the video. Meanwhile, the interview is probably three or four minutes long, and they just gave them whatever was the most convincing lie these actors gave about how much they cared. Right? Like, there, there's an interview with, like, Aragon's, like, voice actor, who's also his actor in the film, and he's talking about, like, you know, here's why I relate to the character of Aragon. And it's like, no, you fucking don't. You don't relate to this fucking character. You're a mop-headed teenage actor who got <laughs> cast in what you think is gonna be a big movie. Like, and, yeah. and you, you think this is gonna be your break, and it's not, because the movie fucking flopped, and it was awful and i even as a kid yeah, i remember no sequel awful. for you yeah no no dude i i remember that era so hard my mom's watching harry potter downstairs harry potter weekend this week not to date the fucking show at all not that I, not the not that mentioning memorial day at the start of the show didn't already do that yeah. but uh the like i look at harry potter and i'm always reminded of like the era that everyone was like trying to do harry potter again yeah, like they I, were trying to capture and it was lord late. of the rings harry potter and they couldn't do it, man. Well, it was, like, it was also always too like other than Percy Jackson, because Percy Jackson has a lot of fans. No, per, no, bro, Percy Jackson fucking failed, dude. At least uh, cinematically, cinematically, the, it failed. The, but the books, the books did great, are, and, and a lot of these yeah. books did do well. But the thing is, like, the first movie did well. It was the sequel that flopped. Um, specifically Rock, talking about the, but I'm specifically well. talking about the, the Hollywood's chase for a big. The next big book, IP, yeah. like yeah, the next big IP from from fiction right, that could be right. adapted to screen. And and again, like Percy Jackson, Hunter, Ga uh, Hunger Games, um, Ma like Maze Runner, those were like I would call them one-off winners where they had like one really lucrative. Yeah, film. the first one was like, or, or not. I mean, the the because Percy Jackson Lightning Thief was not a success. They did make Sea of Thieves, but it was five years later, and that flop flopped, and then they were done. Oh, um. Um, Chronicles of Narnia was another one where that had two really successful movies, and then Prince Caspian flopped. Yeah, so it's it, it like they could never quite. Yeah, they and, could and, never quite capture. I remember almost every one of these movies: Sam, Golden Compass, Spiderwick Chronicles, 
Like, oh, Spiderwick Chronicles. By the oh, way, and the Spiderwick man. writer also came to our school to talk to us. I guess the Midwest was really into making people read these shitty, stupid YA books about exceptional children who could see shit everyone else couldn't. Uh, everyone, this was all, they, they, all these fucking people, all these exceptional fucking writers who were talking about how great their fucking protagonists are came to our fucking school to, to just mansplain us about <laughs> how to write about, yeah how to write shitty fucking YA novels um, to get us interested to, to make us think that books weren't gay like and, and, and we talked about something at the top of the show um, I'm gonna finish my Aragon stuff because y- you mentioned Please. something as being really gay and I, I have thoughts on this so I want to talk about it um uh and and we mean gay in the pejorative sense not in, not in the positive sense we're we're like that today you can write that article huffington post yeah that one's oh, okay. that one's in the court that one's that one's all in your court sim you can you can huffington post you you can write about the time that i impersonated uh, i'm gonna write it i'm the huffington post writer miles I'm it was me austin i was me austin we were going for two different parodies there <laughs> We're we we're, we're not quite in sync there. I am the canceller. <laughs> I am the one who writes. You can you can do yours now. <laughs> it was me, Austin. <laughs> Stupid fucking. Anyways, anyways, what did I, I, what I call video what, game? Well, I wanted to just finish up. What that. I called gay earlier in the show. I, just, I want not in the show before the show. Did I do that? Oh, yeah. okay. But I just want to finish up the Aragon video game thing, um, which is uh, um, the final boss is really funny because, of course, like we both kind of. Uh, my my buddy said something that was great, where he's like, "I understand why there's dragon riding levels in this game. I wish they weren't in the game, though. Like because like like that level of self awareness. Because I always just I assume the the least in people who are like aren't like lifelong gamers. I'm so sorry. We're like like to have that level of like business savvy and like recognition of like of like check checklists and, and yeah. kind of expectations for like you gotta be able to fly the dragon in the dragon game yeah e- even though in the dragon movie game yeah even though realistically speaking the game would be better if it was just focused on ground you know grounded combat right yeah like, where they spend a majority of the focus of the time clearly. yeah like realistically speaking the reason that they made the dragon levels is not because they thought that it made the game better it was because it made the tie into the movie more appealing and accurate to the film uh, yeah, an astute observation from your friend. Oh yeah, exactly. Oh. And so, and so, like again, I I always have fucking rock bottom expectations of people, uh, like like to 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 make these rec- recognitions because you kind of have to. They were never like like industry. They were never interested in the industry. Uh, it, no one should be. The industry is terrible. All industries are terrible. Don't be interested in any industry ever. Just 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 enjoy. Don't the be industry. Don't be interested in industry. Yeah. Period. Don't be interested in industry. Tm. Like just enjoy the magic of whatever slop you're fed. It's fine. Just just don't even Watch learn about your Star Wars. Yeah, don't Watch even learn Star about Wars. editing, or else Wakanda Forever is gonna make you wish that you were dead. Uh, eat your Marvel. Yeah, eat your eat your Marvel. Uh, it's uh uh oh I, you know you know what Sam I am to recycle the Wakanda Forever conversation because I do want to talk about one thing from that cut. Oh, content. Oh Jesus Christ! Uh, uh, that that I think is really fucking funny, but um. Yeah, like, like, so all these extras in the Aragon game are, like, like, advertisements for the movie itself, 
like behind the scenes about the game like like that cross promo bro yeah, there, there was one that's just read the book that inspired the film in the game like it was and it was just like a png image of like the two books and like <sighs> like of course aragon the actual book was as large as possible then elder is over here it's really tiny it's really, it really small because t- it's not the movie they, it's not know, a movie yeah. yeah it's not the movie yet we don't want to advertise that one um and and the funny part is like it has an uncapped frame rate which is really interesting but like Metal Gear Solid Four it almost never achieves never 16. hits it yeah yeah um but the final boss fight is the funniest thing in the fucking world probably because it's based on on the film right so like they're in the clouds but it can't even achieve like seventeen fps <laughs> like like because the effects it's like and playing the Dragon Guard Three yeah like like it really is it's funny because that is that game is the closest equivalent to Dragon Guard Three I have played in my life. Uh, it's it's Dragon Guard three for Americans. Yeah, for for Americans with no creativity, like Yoko Taro. Uh, but like, yeah, like it just runs it like at complete ass frame rates. Like it's a terrible final boss because the Sephira levels, the dragon's name is Sephira, are, and Sephira's really funny in that game because she like is like a murderer. Like she just sounds so insane. Which is, by the way, an actual element of the dragon from Dragon Guard, where she just hates humanity and she loves causing carnage. And so a lot of her voice lines are like. Like, Dude, did the Aragon author just like rip off Dragon Guard? Like, probably not. No, but but like, I think it's just the video game thing. Where where first of all, it has it has my favorite fantasy trope, just the one that I love so fucking much. Where they just instead of calling things what they are, they just have names. Just the worst name you've ever heard for something. Like, so it can't just be zombie, right? It's got to be Nightwalker. Uh, you know, White Walker. Like, like, and so there, there's these kind of strong characters that are based on, like, the Urukai. And by the way, Tolkien gets a pass because he's a linguist, okay? He gets a fucking pass because he, there was some thought put into this. He didn't just smash syllables together until he got something. Um, yeah, and, and so there's the Urgles. <laughs> and the Urgles are, like, the big, strong guys. And I truly don't know if they're in the book. They probably are. They're probably in the movie, but they're the big, tough, Urukai-esque enemies. And so, one of the lines was like, The stench of burning Urgles fills the air! Like, and the Sephira's just saying this as she's burning them alive. Or like, oh, at one man. point she says, like, like, I love burning Urgles! Like, just like, the most, like, no-chill lines from this, like, protagonist. I love burning Urgles! Nothing like the smell of a good Urgle in the morning! <laughs> yeah, just, just the flight of the Valkyries. Uh, play in like just all all the, like it's just like what are you doing like this is the protagonist what are you doing um but it was that era it was the it was the wukong journey to the east where uh that famous story where he's like yeah neve shulman or whatever his name is the the devil may cry guy dmc devil may cry guy was like yeah we wanted to have wukong literally kick a slave into hell because we thought it made him cool uh and and um wait a minute wait a minute are you co- are you talking about Odyssey to the West? Yeah. Wukong's or is Journey the to the East something different? Odyssey to the West is probably the game, but Wukong is is the the, the lead character because it's based on Journey to the East. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, and I think Wukong's the protagonist, from what I remember. Uh, I might be wrong. I might be totally wrong, but I thought the I thought the story was called Odyssey to the West. It, well, it might be called Odyssey to the West as a play on Journey to the East. Like it's, it's okay. Like, okay, we're taking the IP and we're making. I it guess so. I I, yeah. I get I I guess so. Well, to be fair, Wu Kong in the original story is a horrible asshole. Um, like Goku is just polite compared to him. Uh, even though he gropes people to see what gender they are, like, <laughs> oh, don't write that article, Huffington Post. Uh, 
Um, it's it, 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 the, the, it already happened. It happened in the eighties. You don't have to worry about it, man. All man, dude. All fucking eight HuffPo writers must be really into crack house. Yeah, it, yeah. If we, <laughs> well, uh, hey, Molgar's right now. Julian's right now. <laughs> yeah, but the, the, all of them. All of them. Yeah, Unbound Souls. Are, are, uh, yeah, Unbound yeah. Souls already got their article about about my Poopler's baby impression. The, when I when I did the the yellow face impression. Man, we've like, provided them so much content, dude. We've we provided them about like four dollars worth of AdSense. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Whichever one of you wrote the Ted La- Mulgar, I know you wrote the Ted Lasso one. You're also watching that show, you fuck. Uh, but anyways, um, yeah. So so I guess I'll talk about gay shit now. Um. <laughs> Sam, you said something that was really poignant before the episode aired, and I almost wanted to open with this, but I forgot, because I'm an idiot. That's crack house, baby. That's, That's crack, crack house. house. Uh, you said, Miles, is there anything more gay than cyberpunk? And I'm going to answer with an unequivocal no. I think that, and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be academic at first, and then I'm going to be a fucking hater, Okay. So the th- the thing about cyberpunk is that I think it is inherently rebellious to the status quo, and I also would argue that cyberpunk is inherently rebellious to the conventions of gender identity, sexual identity, and uh, class identity. Like all all the things that like kind of we we believe like make ourselves up are easy to upturn once cybernetics are involved and once capitalism explodes into mega corporations owning the country, right? Like yeah. And and that's a lot of what cyberpunk's major, like, tenets are. It's like, okay, people – like, transhumanism is inherently transgender. Like, that – it's just th- – those two things kind of just can coexist in a way. Yeah. Um, because the body being able to be replaced by a robot body means that, that the biology is irrelevant. Like, this is and, – and I'm not a fucking genius for, for this fucking observation. This is literally a core tenet of Ghost in the Shell. Like, the most famous fucking thing ever made. This is a, a fucking core talking point in series in Ghost in the Shell. And that, and that uh, the major is like, yeah, I'm not a woman. I'm nothing. I, I'm, just, I'm just my own soul. I'm nothing. Like, I don't have a body. I don't have a gender. I am just the major. And, like, and, and, and so, like, I do think if we're talking from the progressive sense and from the, the, the social sense, like, the term gay or the term queer in general totally applies to cyberpunk. In the pejorative but that's, sense, but that's not that's not what I meant. What I meant no, is I the people the who like sense. cyberpunk are fucking annoying. Like, yeah, and, they, and that's what I really <laughs> want to talk about, Sam. That's what I really want to talk about because I, I did want to address the intelligent point that I, I do see the merits of cyberpunk. By the way, the best gay film of all time. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the people with this, and no one's gonna agree with me. The best gay film of all time is Tetsuo the Iron Man, because we talk a lot about gay shit and how like. We don't care about, about like, like whenever people are like, oh, the, the, read this with like a queer lens. There's not as many queer stories. Like, queer stories are not as interesting when they're blatantly about like gay characters, right? Because, because that's, that's a, a classic protagonist journey. It's just not as, there's just not as much to sink your teeth into and to read. Like, that's, that's closer to, you know, to a classic like love story or like a, yeah, a it's war kind movie. of in the sense, it's, it's sort of like, like kind of like you could kind of parallel to like, it, only until recently we've gotten a lot of stories, especially in like manga or whatever, where like the, 
the character like two characters who are romantically interested actually like get together relatively early on in the story or are together at the start of the story and it's about yeah. their actual relationship as opposed to building up to them confessing or whatever yeah one one like, has a lot of room like one i i think the best way to say it is one is linear and one is quadrilateral like like and so if, if we're talking about like a a like an objectively this is a story about gay men uh like a, like a bros or um Boulevard, which is a great movie. Robin, Robin Williams' last dramatic performance. Great film. Those are linear films. The message is about, you know, the, the message is about uh, an existing person, uh, an existing type of person, I should say, and existing social issues that they face. Um, and there's almost no other reading of it besides, like, uh, uh, like an analysis of, of how it tells its story, right? You can't interpret... Yeah boulevard as being about something different than an elderly man accepting it late in his life that it's time to start living the life he's always meant to live um which is being an openly gay man and pursuing romance um but he's like married to a woman and there's a lot of he loves her but not in the right way like or not not in not in the way that she she yeah it's just a lot of drama in his like situation and it's really sweet where like it's a really sweet it's great great film i really recommend boulevard uh no one's fucking seen it that's why i'm shilling the show okay um and and robin williams is is one of my favorite dramatic performances last dramatic performance you said yeah i think it's his last performance period so it's it's also that's also a really sad one because it's about him talking about like finally starting to live his life like as an elderly man oh yeah and so so there's a lot of emotional context for me i have a deep connection to robin williams i'm gonna be perfectly honest with you like i just i i i love him uh and i miss him so i'm shilling boulevard everyone fucking see it then talk to me about it um but yeah like like that, but that film is linear. It's really hard to to get an alternate reading out of Boulevard, other than like the, the kinds of readings that Huffington Post writes about, where where like they're like, uh, this unintentional message is actually bad. Whereas like a like something like The Fly, right, where The Fly has been likened to it's it's a movie about AIDS. Like people will say it's a movie about AIDS, or um, Nightmare on Elm Street Two. People say that that's a a, a, a coming out of the closet film, right? Those are fucking interesting, and I, they're horror films, and they're they're gross body horror films, and all that. But like the fact that like you have to dig for the subtext, like the fact that one guy can watch it and be like, "Oh yeah, that movie's queer," and someone else can watch it and be like, "Oh yeah, that movie's about fucking communism or whatever," right? Like, like that is quadrilateral, and those are the movies I want to see. And Tetsuo the Iron Man is the most like satisfying gay movie I've ever seen because I watched the whole fucking film. And by the way, and you might finish the movie and not get a gay reading of it at all, but I, I finished the whole fucking film, right? I'm watching this movie. I'm not really enjoying it very much, and I don't even really think I like the movie that much, but, like, the the I'm watching it. I'm like, I don't understand the point. What's going on here? Like, I get that this is sort of like a cyberpunk movie. It's like a post, you know, uh, post-transhumanist movie. What's the point? And then there is one final shot that makes it so clear that it's a coming-out story, and I, like, stood up in my chair. I was like, oh, my God, this movie is brilliant. I just watched 70 minutes of a movie that was secretly gay and I had no fucking idea. And in this one shot, now I completely understand everything that I just saw and I'm fucking standing up and I'm applauding because that's what I want from movies. I don't want to go into it already kind of knowing the point. I think that might even be why I'm not a big succession guy so far because it's like, okay, yeah, well, I, I live in the world where Fox News is. I live in the world where there's 19 shows about abusive parents. Like I, I kind of kind of know what I'm setting myself up for. Right. Yeah. That's a linear show. There's not as much. There's not a lot of readings about it because it's set in our real world and it's 
informed by a real world politics and it's not shy about it. Um, whereas something like Tetsuo the Iron Man is like just fucking weird for 80 fucking percent of the movie. Um, and then suddenly you're like, oh my God, I understand. And it's fucking awesome. Uh, and, and cyberpunk though is, it, yeah, so, is so, fucking so lame. that's all like nice and all, but like, I, like I just, cyberpunk I just wanna, fans are annoying. I just want to shout, I just want to shout out because that's a good cyberpunk thing. That it that proved that how interesting cyberpunk can be because it's shot on almost no budget and the cyberpunk elements of it not only are queer which is what I brought up with um, Ghost in the Shell and that's interesting because Ghost in the Shell is not solely queer the fact that there is this sort of like non-binary element to the story is just like flavor that that you can take and make your make a reading out of and that's cool and interesting and and that's why people should want to watch it whereas like people who are really into cyberpunk nowadays are like just into the aesthetics of cyberpunk. And that's what's fucking lame about it. It's people who just fucking salivate over seeing the same shit again and a fucking again. And how fucking cool they think it all fucking looks. And it's my same problem with, like, like generic fantasy stuff, too. Where people are just so fucking... And, and D&D, I... If you play, like, if you're, like, a D&D guy where you, like, just fucking love all the creatures of D&D, you read all the D&D editions, if you use terms like big fuck-off hammer and murder hobo, like, and you're just into, like, like the D&D, like, terms, um, do yourself a favor and join the Huffington Post so I can hate you. Uh, like, I'm, I'm killing this Huffington Post joke, I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> I, cause I didn't want to say kill yourself, but I should have just said kill yourself, that would be funnier. <laughs> uh, but... Yeah, like, I just, I just can't fucking stand, like, people who just love the same aesthetic and the same thing they got last time, and that's all the cyberpunk shit is, is people are like, oh yeah, I just want a city that looks like fucking Blade Runner. I just, I just want to, I just want to run around with and my it, fucking it's just, my, arm. My, it, it's just like, I don't know, I just feel, you know, it's just one of those things, like, it's just one of those things where it's like, it's just, people act like so elitist and entitled about being into it, like, oh, I'm so fucking cool, I'm into fucking cyberpunk. It's like, yeah, you know, I played fucking cyberpunk 2077, it's a good fucking game, I had fun, but like, it, it's, this is not the end-all, be-all fucking aesthetic. Well, this is not the... It's what we were talking about with, um, like, Imsim people, like, where we yeah, were Yeah, it's the same, it's, by the way, my same feelings, my same feelings about the Imsim people is the same shit for the cyberpunk, I have the same that, energy. Yeah, anyone who believes that, like, their thing is the best thing, it's like the, the, plat like, if you think that your thing is what Pluto envisioned, Plato, fuck's sake, what, what Plato envisioned... When he was what talking Socrates about the forms, envisioned. Yeah, when Socrates in envisioned when he was talking about the forms, right? Uh, like, you're an idiot, and you're wrong, and you're stupid. Like, and, and, and this is a big issue with, like, games in general, like, where you have people on, like, V, right? Or, or a lot of people who write for, like, garbage websites like Kotaku. You thought I was going to say Huffington Post, didn't you? Oh, yeah, um, watch out. Yeah, like, like, like garbage sites where people are, like, really about, like, the narrative story. Or, like, like, 4chan guys who are, it's all about the crazy game. It's not an action game. It's not just Devil May Cry. It's just Bayonetta. It's crazy, right? I'm sure they don't use that term anymore because 4chan is very different nowadays. But, but you do have a lot of people who, I, 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 one of my favorite Twitter meltdowns of all time was someone who was, like, a DMC style player, right? Did his list yeah. of the top 10 favorite games. Uh, he, I think he did either DMC 3 or 4. And DMC4 was, like, number 10, right, on his top 10 games. Nine through one were games he loved and were formative to him. Like, number one was Sonic Adventure 2. Um, and, okay. Yeah, and, cool. and just, like, 
proving that he's a normal human being who who doesn't just you know, fucking live, breathe, and die the game that he makes content about, right? And and combo videos. And and this fucking guy, like this like literal who just got on his case for not respecting like true oh, Kino and and like just just the, like or just in the in the replies he wrote out like this multi-tweet meltdown yeah, at this like, guy how, how can you like games that aren't devil may cry the best fucking thing ever and it's like oh, he's like well this is just my list like some of these games are just important to me and they affected me he's like but they're not as important and they're not as good as as the the mechanical pinnacle of video game like just having a fucking complete meltdown that someone could have emotions for anything that isn't devil may cry and it's like just and because that just style- annoys the fuck out of me because it's like dude devil may cry is like maybe the 156th most important game ever made like let's yeah. chill out here like and, and, and by the way it's like if, it's a case of like of like just because he makes content for dmc doesn't and just because he's a style player doesn't mean that like it's the most important fucking thing in the world to him right it's like no no one's no one talks about like people who deliver pizzas like it's all they do for a living you would know this like yeah like, like just just because you deliver pizzas you and your friends aren't like man you don't respect pizza delivery enough like even yeah, though it's yeah come you on do. Miles, do you think the lock picking lawyer does nothing but study law and pick locks all day yeah it's, you, it's you like, don't think he eats <laughs> yeah it, it, it's it's just so fucking funny it's just so fucking funny that people are just like obsessed with their th- Thing to the point where they're like, yeah, I mean, I just like this thing so fucking much because I'm so well, it's, great it's, for recognizing it's, it. It's still like it's just the modern problem on the internet of people just tying their core identity and self worth to like the stuff they like. Yeah, which but, is but just in particular, a whole... like trying to to prop up like, oh, see, I noticed this thing. You don't notice it, and that's why you aren't as smart and as cool as me. Majora's Mask fans are like this too, where they where they, yeah. they 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 think that they're so fucking smart for liking a top fifty Metacritic video game. Like I, I I always point out, like to anyone who's like, yeah, Majora's Mask so underrated. It's like it won IGN's best game of the tw- of the two thousands through the twenty tens poll. It was the number one highest rated game, and it came out in two thousand. They had ten years to pick a better game, and they didn't. That game won at the fucking door of the decade like you need to understand what that means it's not underrated at all like and, yeah. and but but people want to act like oh i'm such an observant genius for for recognizing the the fucking brilliance of this game made for eight-year-olds like i'm sorry i recognized this shit when i was eight years old maybe you're just stupid and it took you all your life to realize it when i was realizing yeah. the shit when i was eight because i was a fucking genius and you have to feel like you're a genius because you're fucking stupid you're stupid That's my idiot. Thing. It, people, yeah, the people who are out, out and about acting like that, that shit just fucking drives me up a wall. That shit gets me so fucking mad. It's it, well, um, it's like every person that I just, I, I just can't stand like the, the cut of their jib. It, it, it's, it's almost always like that level of like they think that they're, they're so interesting. And 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 it is really funny because like I almost feel bad whenever I mention that I have a podcast, like. Because, like, the sentence, I have a podcast, almost always kind of comes with the implication of, like, I think I'm so cool and interesting, like, that I that people should listen to me speak. No, I totally get what you're talking about, yeah, dude. I like, don't even fucking talk about it. I yeah, don't, I don't even bring up the show. And, I, you know, because no. I don't want people listening to the fucking show that aren't, like, my friends online, like, people that I know who would get it, like... Yeah, that's my thing. You gotta... Dude, look how much shit you have to siphon through this episode. Like... You know, if you had to sum up what Crackhouse is about and you listen to this episode, you'd be like, I don't fucking know. Like, 
I, I think it was about. I don't know, they talk, angry they talk about movie games, I guess. They talk yeah. about. I think it was about angry people, like like just two, two angry angry pasty men <laughs> talking about talking about how much they hate things. Uh, angry pasty boys. Angry pasty boys. That's season three, by the way. I guess that's the name of the episode. Uh, but ah! um, we had earlier we had angry gaming in, in twenty five, and now we have angry, <laughs> angry pasty boys. Angry pasty boys. Uh, but <laughs> but yeah, it's just like people who just walk around like thinking that they're interesting. Like like when someone mentions they have a podcast, I I really try, I genuinely try not to assume that they think that they're so interesting and cool and that they're just doing it for a hobby. But after living in fucking California, I have like no faith in podcast people. Oh, it's dude. Like so sad. Well, it's so sad. I, well, it's so funny, man. Cause, cause I just think about that time. Like we, we went on your buddy show. Um, and, and I, and I had that awesome zinger about halo four that I like, don't even fucking remember like <laughs> what I said. Like, dude, well, no, it's so, well, we talked about this before. Uh, and for anyone who doesn't remember that episode, um, uh, a lot of my friends in LA are very like, like really far left leaning um and well they were far left leaning now they're all dead because of uh socialist sam <laughs> sorry socialist skeleton sorry they're all dead because the state is on fire all of them died in in, in the socialist <laughs> holocaust uh brought about brought about by the the, the bone king from texas uh <laughs> um Skeleton King. I, I forgot my own lore. All I remember is Epstein's the president, uh, and and Yves Guillotine is 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 a, is a, is a seditious. Is a character. Is a character in the lore. <laughs> He's a seditious traitor to the United States, um, who who helped spur on the the conflict between socialist skeleton and uh, <laughs> and 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 the, the the Rib King. The Rib King. That was his name. <laughs> the Rib King. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, <laughs> Uh, but, but they're all very far, they were, may they rest in peace, very far left-leaning people. Um, and, and they were just, they were going off about the fact that the, the, the Halo Twitter released a, a Memorial Day tweet, you know. This military fiction shooter, of course, is going to reference the troops. And then they also yep. wished them, people a happy Pride Month. And they thought it was like, it was like weird that they were playing both sides, as if they haven't seen a brand account before. Uh, that's what they do. Um... And and all of them are just going off. And meanwhile, I'm off the show. I'm just on the couch watching, right? Like, and Sam, he's just like, you're just looking afar at me. Just I'm just sitting there, I'm and he's so, like, oh man, I'm so Sam's about because, to because you are the most you are the most right wing person I know, which, <laughs> which is not saying much, which is not by saying the way. much. Yeah, because you're pretty. I mean, you're pretty like moderate everything. Like, uh, yeah, like, I have you, I have no I have no opinions that would scare anybody. Yeah, Let me but, just but say I, that. I went to art school. Like, so that's that's. I, I went to an art school, so uh, sorry, communications school. So, so naturally, everyone I know is on the left. Uh, so and, the guy, yeah, so the guy who went to school in Missouri is a little more right, right, little, right center more, than what yeah, you know. A little more libertarian. Nothing crazy <laughs> here, but. But so I'm just sitting there like, oh fuck, Sam. Like I don't know how Sam is going <laughs> to play this off. Some shit. Yeah, I don't know how Sam's going to play this off because I know you. I know that you're not going to tolerate this drivel, this crap. <laughs> well, I, I specifically remember you were like, now that I've met your friends, I understand why you're so angry all the time. <laughs> like, uh, may they rest in peace. Um, and, but but you had this incredible zinger, and do you re even remember it? Do you remember what you said? I remember it was it, it was something about it was something about like. Like like Halo Four or whatever. It was just like <laughs> it was just you said. Like, you said 
Like they were like, is Halo sus for for uh Yeah, is Halo sides? sus? I'm like, Halo's been sus since Halo 4, my guy. Yeah, that's uh, what you said, and, then- and it's just everyone melted down. And I I genuinely felt like I was trapped in a in a fucking post-apocalyptic bunker and then someone opened the hatch and reached their hand in to say the world hasn't ended yet i genuinely like i was hearing bombs overhead thinking that like my city would be raised the war is over we won (laughs) tom hanks reaches his hand in and says it's over and i got the fuck out of my bunker and oh my god i i was so fucking relieved and then i never let you see them ever again yeah that was awesome yeah that was awesome uh, well and unfortunately you can never see them ever again because uh, yeah unfortunately they died and yeah they all died in california uh in in the crack house lore um yeah like it was but yeah so i don't know podcasts are terrible why do we have one um yeah i mean we i i mean we we have no we have no credentials this is craghouse is proof that anyone can do it craghouse is proof that anyone can make a fucking podcast you can talk about whatever the fuck you want it's proof that anyone can have a podcast and no one should take for granted a podcast like success because we don't we don't get many views like not all the people are listening uh we do it anyways because we love the enthusiasm of the people who do listen uh, yeah, and it's, not it's like fun we're and people it like it. Media, like like we just we're happy to we're happy to keep pleasing the fucking incestuous fan base we already have. And, and also too, Miles, like but just both you and I, we're just like fucking firebrand people who just always need to just we're always foaming at the mouth to just fucking spit something or say something fucking stupid or goofy or or we're itching to fucking talk or rant about something. And that's what's great about Crackhouse is it's just a platform for me to just say whatever the fuck I want. Yeah, and and we're not we're not. We're not zooier <laughs> than thou. We don't have a mission statement to to get Zoophilia to be accepted. Like we just we, we we just come on here and we complain about cyberpunk people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, or Majora's Mask or Majora's cartoon Mask people. Yeah, well, or cartoon Twitter people. Twitter poor people. Or poor people. Or zoo people. Specifically, Twitter poor people is—it's an important distinction. Uh, yeah, but That's, like that brand of poor, yeah, that, that brand of poor people, because a lot of people live in fucking poverty and they struggle and they because they no, there's a lot of people who them. are low income. Yeah, and then there are there are people who, who are poor Twitter people. <laughs> yeah, like that's that's the thing. Like we we have empathy for people who 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 may, struggle to make ends meet, uh, who are who are living paycheck to paycheck. Like, uh, let's be very clear about that. My problem with is with people who are like, why do games cost so much? I should be able to afford them. Like people who defend like shoplifting entertainment because it, it like entertainment is a need for them. It's like if I can't play Animal Crossing, my fucking mental state will collapse. That's like, all right. that's that's poor people Twitter. It's that's like, all right, poor people a, Twitter. You have a piece of shit computer, play Stardew Valley. It's the same fucking game. It's probably better even, and it costs five dollars. It can run on a piece of shit. You don't have to shop. Yeah. To copy what you Animal have? A, you have a piece of shit computer. Congrats. You could probably play the best PC games ever released for years and years and be p- totally satisfied. Yeah, it's, and it's, not touch anything that came out in the last five years. Like, it's like I'm, you know, I'm really sorry that you can't play over bloated budget disaster 18 like that sucks and i do i do i empathize with you but like don't make it everyone else's problem like don't make it a platform to ask that games be cheaper just so you can play them because by the way these same fucking people who are saying this the moment they make their money they're voting right they're vote they're voting republican (laughs) 
They're voting fucking fucking Republican. The moment they get taxed, yeah, the and coming to a little taxed. bit of greed, yeah, they're flipping, yeah, dude. It's it, dude, yeah. any because that's all it is. Like that's all the like poor people, like the poor people mentality is not the paycheck to paycheck people, the fucking poor Twitter people who are complaining about how they can't afford things they don't need. Things exactly, they, like it, it, like they they and those just people are want by the way also stuff. It's it's so funny. Great, by the way, great YouTube channel, by the way, if you want to learn about, like, finances. Caleb Hammer. He He's awesome because he interviews people specifically, typically in their, like, mid, early to mid to late 20s. So people our age who are working jobs similar to us, anywhere between, like, th- making 30 to 60K a year, typically. And you see these people who are in these, like, bad financial situations. And, they, and, and, and but you either look at their income or you look at how they're actually spending their money and they're either blowing it all on fucking fast food and they're just not taking account of not taking account of responsibility for their spending whatsoever and then they're bitching and moaning that they don't have any fucking money and can't pay their bills and it's like actually you could have if you didn't go to fucking Panda Express fucking 15 times this month that that's that's the funny thing about it too is is like i i always have a problem when i I, when I identify when someone's poor, because I'll tell you why I'm poor right now, okay? It's because yeah. I've been fucking furloughed for, like, the last two and a half months. That's why I have all this time to play Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, and, and, and I'm not looking for a new job because I want to fucking play Tears of the Kingdom, man. So I've made my <laughs> choice. I've made my choice to genuinely fucking, like, eat eat however i'm not gonna say my overhead but i've made the the choice to eat the cost of like two months of being fucking furloughed because last month i wanted to focus on a project that unfortunately didn't pan out and it was my choice so uh you know i i ate the cost for nothing and and i have to live with and accept that um because i could have used that time to find another job but i wouldn't have because i would have also justified it as needing time to play tears of the kingdom uh and then i ate the the cost of it again the point point, miles the core point is that you're not coming on the show now and bitching and moaning about your about how you're fucking poor and i have no fucking money when you're not deliberately working and you're playing tears of the kingdom like i I have i have chosen because this is important to me and it's because it's something that i want to do i have chosen to eat the cost of of two months of my own overhead so that I could enjoy my fucking life and just take a break from being stressed out and working a job that was not great and and was volatile and weird. Yeah, um, it, 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 and, yeah in, and, like, and just and lick my wounds and, and, and recover and enjoy life before I go right back into the fold. And, and right now I don't have much money to spend on on anything else. Like I definitely need to find a job within the next month or I'm, I'm definitely not like I'm I'm not going to be meeting my my overhead, but like that's a choice I made, and I'm I'm perfectly okay with it. I'm not I'm not sitting here. I I have been trying not to look at my Tears of the Kingdom playtime, but unfortunately, I did have to look at it today by accident because um, I had to add a friend, uh, and the menu that you go into shows your playtime. Um, I have literally anyone who says a dollar an hour is their price. Uh, I should have paid $170 and rising for this game. Oh my like, god, that's so much so, time, dude. Oh, oh it's my so god. much time in just two weeks. And and so and so anyone who's like, why is this game $70? It doesn't make fucking sense. It's like, it's $70 because you're going to be here all fucking... Dude, month. I'm not going to beat this game till fucking August. Yeah, and, and you know what? And it's like, it, and most people are, are this is going to be the only purchase they're going to need for a while. Like, yeah, that's why it's fucking seventy dollars because it's, it's a how giant. most people. By the way, that's also how most people fucking play video games too. Is they buy a game and they don't buy another game for months and months and months and months. Yeah, that's and a majority of people. Months and months and months and months. Like that's why games can be as big and as stupid and as expensive as as they can bank on being because the the and the reason that games are so 
expensive and have trouble finding success all the same is because most games are banking on being the one thing you're going to buy for a while. Like that's kind of the mentality that most of these like AAA devs are going in. Like they're, they're competing to be your one game a month. Whereas like an indie game like Sakana, as we talked about like that, that is aware that it's, 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 it's in your steam wish list. It's waiting for a sale. They know they're aware that they're not going to be seeing, you know, the 30,000 copies that they want on, on launch week, even though they did. Uh, yeah, and that's, that's the beauty of yeah, and like that's the beauty of the product that says Sakana is. Where like nowadays, a lot of game companies are like, no, we're gonna make fucking multiplayer games. We're gonna make a live service game because we're trying to catch that bag. Because if you get a success in that market, you're gonna make money, way more money than any single player game fucking ever. Uh, if you get a decent live service success, but the downside is, is that if it fails and no one's playing it, then you have to fucking shut the game down, and then you really fucking lost. Where like a yeah. single player game can always be sold even though a majority of games because there aren't they aren't super special and aren't worthwhile only make their money in the first like week or two of being out yeah i like I, like it's it's rare that you see a like a death stranding where that sold 10 it, it sold 10 million units but it sold 10 million units over the course of three or four years as like people yeah got that's pretty interested. rare yeah uh, people got more and more interested yeah and the narrative turned around on the game and so and and of course re-releases steam sales uh come into different platforms like it had fucking three four different releases two on pc two on ps4 ps5 um and so cumulatively they managed to just force enough hype that people got the game exactly when you have a yeah and that's the the thing is like when you have or even a better example like metal gear rising or vengeance like that game's fucking nine years old but look what kind of resurgence that game had like a year or so yeah and i I don't know if like the sales have reflected it but if nothing else like even if let's say one in every 2,000 people who sees an MGR meme is interested enough to check the game out because of it. That's that's a, a fucking bump, especially in Steam sales, where that goes directly to the company. Like, that, yeah. that's that's a sizable little bump from from something that technically costs you nothing at this point. Like, there's no reason Exactly, a product that exi- has existed in, in, in perpetuity on this platform for nine years or whatever, in the case of Steam, or eight years, because it came out like a year later. But that's the... Uh, yeah, it, it's... It's just kind of like, I don't know, man, gaming's in a really interesting spot right now because you got fucking Sony really doubling down on all all these live service multiplayer games, which has been awesome because all the Sony ponies are like having Joker moments in real time right now because they're realizing that like, because dude, dude, you see the article about uh, Bungie coming into Naughty Dog and looking at factions and being like, this, this ain't gonna work. No, <laughs> like, I, didn't, this ain't gonna, I didn't hear this. Dude. Yeah, fucking uh, Jason Schreier put out an article that was like, yeah, so Bungie was doing the rounds at all the PlayStation Studios because they were purchased by Sony for about $4 billion last year, um, specifically to help with Sony's 10 live service games that they have in first-party development, Last of Us Factions being one of them, and they came in and they looked at the game and they're like, yeah, this is not sufficient. So Last of Us Factions has been cut, the team working on it has been like gutted. And it's like a very small portion of that staff now continuing work on it. And now they're moving to something else. And probably the reason why it wasn't going to work was probably because it didn't have enough like live service elements. Like factions was probably like a multiplayer game in a more traditional sense where it like was the game. Here's the modes. Here's like a co-op campaign or whatever. And like, that's it. And they're like, no, bro. You need a, you need the Ellie skin pack, you know? Yeah, and, like, and here's the thing. 
You know? This is all disgusting and exploitive, and, like, anyone who is mad about this has has a decent right to be mad about it, but they're playing the game. Like, it's and, and Freud, by the way, for, for the record. I feel Freud for Sony fans about all this. Oh, well, because- I, I'm, I'm eating it up. I'm absolutely eating it up because fuck Sony fans. But like, like any, but here's the thing. I would under, I, I empathize with any Sony fans, so, any Sony fans who are upset that like this game that probably could have been, you know, a, an interesting piece of, of this franchise that they love of this Last of Us lore is kind of getting, yeah, you know, it's just getting like fucked right now. Yeah. Because, yeah. because they were probably interested in it as Last of Us fans and, and some fucking outside company came in and, and said, no, this isn't going to work. And, and they actually listened to them and cut down on it. And that's probably a shame to them because they think that no one should have the authority to say that. But like, I'm sorry. Factions is a game that's trying to play the game. It's trying to play. I, yeah, it's not. It's not gonna work in in the way live service like flies. And it's just it it, it is, but it, it's one of those things where it's like it's crazy. And it's like, but that's what they're do doing the, now, bro. Yeah, if you have a product that it's isn't like, gonna do the thing, it's not a good because, product. Because, yeah, if you like big single player games, I hope you like superheroes. Like because that's all you're getting is the EA fucking Captain America. Black Panther game, the Iron Man game, fucking respawns, basically a Star Wars studio now, and an Apex studio. Like, you know, they don't make original fucking shit. Um, and, and then on the other side of the, the coin in the console space, you got Xbox, who, ha- who is not supporting a game console anymore. They're supporting a gaming subscription service. None of their first-party studios can get their act together. Aside from Tango Gameworks, who released Hi-Fi Rush, which was fucking which, awesome. That is so funny, but, because Tango Gameworks was, like, the lame duck of Microsoft for a long time, too. Yeah, and pro- yeah, one of the, probably, the lower-rung interesting studios from the Bethesda acquisition, and here they come with probably the most well-put-together game, first-party Xbox game of the last, like, three, four years, maybe and, and since, like, Forza Horizon 5. They're gonna do it again. Yeah, exactly. I'm excited for what they do next, and it's like... Well, unfortunately, Shinji Mikami won't be involved, but I don't... I, to be honest, I don't think he's involved because his, like, mission nowadays is to build a studio, to develop it to the point where they can handle themselves and then build another. Like, that seems to be his... Well, he's also... He's, he fucking can retire. Yeah, I, I don't know if he will, like, is the thing, but, I, like... I thought he did. I thought he left Tango to retire. I, if he left Tango to retire, then then definitely good on him, but... Um, the man earned... The man has earned his rest. He's he's oh, given sure. us enough. But, I, but I, I also think it's um, a case of, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he if he opens another studio. Comes back again? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I yeah. mean, maybe. Yeah, or that comes totally back to Capcom, like, because I, I know he was partially involved with 4 Remake, um... Like maybe just as a fucking consulting position, consultant or, or something. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But but either way, like I know that's kind of been his thing is he wants to train up the the Japanese games industry to be able to compete with the West, which he's done it. Everyone else yeah. has done it too. Like everyone just kind of got their act together by not trying to. Like they realize if you don't compete with Western games and try and make Western games, you're going to do great. I have loved seeing devs just mad about Elden Ring, like because even even as someone who who gave an embarrassingly like pers- embarrassing perspective on Elden Ring why it just wasn't my speed when it came out like the amount of truly terrible faith Elden Ring takes from game devs who are just obvious like there was a God of War Ragnarok writer who just like implied like if you like uh Elden Ring you basically are a submissive and and a virgin who who likes to who who likes being denied the chance to come I was like what <laughs> 
Like, because, because they were saying, like, you always have to, like, like, because their criticism of the game is my criticism of the game. It's a numbers game at a certain point. And so if you're doing something and you're just not doing appreciable damage, you round the map, you come back, and then, unfortunately, you've leveled past the thing, the point where it's a challenge. So it's kind of hard to stay with the level curve of the game. And I was like, I agree with that. And, but they, they they then likened it to, being denied like to come dial for to getting blue balls yeah, to getting well no but specifically the erotic fetish of of jerking off getting blue balled and then ruining your orgasm like like and it was the most like wh- what like what does this have to do with 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 a level curve what i like i, I kind of get it like i, I kind of get what you're saying but but why would you write it like this D- didn't you write god of war ragnarok like wh- like <laughs> What are you and doing? It's just, and, 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 but in reality, it's like people are like, they're just fucking, it's like, it's like when, when like, I think someone came out who was like a Ubisoft map designer was like, oh man, like this game, like it, it's, it's like, you know, it's fucking, I forgot what was, what it was, but it, it was, was like, it's UI like content, comment, right? Yeah. It's the UI design is like so horrible or so dated. It's like, no, it's fucking minimal. And the game doesn't need all these fucking markers telling me where to go every which way, keeping track of every single little fucking thing. It's funny, like, too, because, like, uh, the Tears of the Kingdom's depths, like, as I'm playing through the depths, I, I don't I don't think I like the depths match, map in that game all that much, like, from a, from a, uh, an experiential standpoint. I enjoy wandering around in the dark, and I enjoy, like, lo- like gloom as a mechanic, like, that it kind of always knocks you down. Like, if you're a bad enough player, it kind of always knocks you down to, like less and less health you can make less and less mistakes and like you kind of live and die by finding the next light route and um it's wise that there's only like really prominent exclusive treasures exclusive pickups like the uh, for combat like puff shrooms model buds and bomb flowers uh zonite um and there's one other item that i don't want to spoil down there that that is like a collectible but it's really like really really well telegraphed and then there's the old maps which tell you where to get like the really exclusive gear that's down there but then otherwise there's no korok seeds to find there's no side quests that are going to be down there um and and it's just it's just pure cave exploration black wandering around in the dark and i'm not the biggest fan of it experientially but like as as like a a part of Tears of the Kingdom's pacing, it's such a nice like change of pace that you just get to be in the Nether in Minecraft for a while. Um, and I I want to end the episode on on a fucking curse that I have with Tears of the Kingdom, but um, but the the comment Please, that I wanted to me. make was that it is really funny that like this map, which is like so much like less like the skyline's a fucking mess. You can't fucking tell where you are half the time, which is it, the intention because it, it's it's a hostile environment. Um, and it's dark 80% of the time, too. But the skyline's a fucking mess. Everything looks the same. You can't fucking tell where you're going half the time. Um, and getting into it, and getting out of it, by the way, is a fucking challenge. If, like, I would love to do a no uh, warping challenge where, like, you could just be in the depth trying to figure out how to leave for, like, hours. Uh, and, um, sorry, no fast travel. What, I, I, wrong warp, I think, is what I said. Um, and, but I was also thinking, I was like, it's kind of sad that this is, like, the quality of the average, like, open-world map. That, like, this, like, completely faceless, like, samey map where I can't fucking tell where I'm going is deemed the, ex- like, and, and that's not the point, is the average open-world map. Like, it, it it's such an interesting departure from the game because you basically play a lesser open-world game for a couple of hours... Uh, where where but like 
you go down there and you just like get resources to enjoy your time on the surface more. It's such an odd like thing in the game where where for a while you just kind of play like a lesser open world game and and it's kept engaging by more dangerous enemies, more dangerous stakes, fucking damage literally everywhere. The floor is lava literally everywhere and it's so dark you can't see. Can't see. And, and, and like and and those elements, like the moment you get the light route and the whole area is illuminated, the depth becomes so much less interesting. Um, and it's so funny that that's the quality of most game maps. And so, like, whenever I see people just fucking molding about like some aspect of Tears of the Kingdom or some aspect of Elden Ring, like again, these these major breakthrough successes that that are game of the, the year winners and have crossed over. Like it's just the, the, the light lark of it all is so obvious to me. Well, I wouldn't do this in my game. This is not how I would do things in my game. The light lark. Dude, I'm going to, I'm going to start throwing lark. out the light lark. as like, like, that's a great verb. Yeah, that's a great verb. To people describe, are just light larking like, where, where like they just get on the case of something that, and, and to be fair, like Elden Ring and Tears of the Kingdom are, are stellar in, in their own ways. Um, Whereas Lightlark is garbage, but like, like when there's the clear like jealousy element to people. Well, no, yeah, the the verb is when people use a pe when people criticize a piece of media to prop up their own thing. I, That's Lightlark. I, I I'm actually going to be controversial and say that Martin Scorsese saying Marvel movies are not cinema. Is kind of light larking. Is light larking. That's light larking, and, dude. And I, that's light larking. Even when you, even if I agree with him, and I agree that they're they're just like popcorn roller coaster rides that just exist to make money. He's light larking though. He's totally. That's light larking. That is a perfect example of light larking, Miles. Yeah. Where, like, it doesn't matter the context. It doesn't matter whether you agree, you disagree, whether whether you are the one saying the take or you're the one hearing the take. Light larking is fucking everywhere. People light lark all the time on things that. That intimidate them and make them realize. I definitely light lark in private. Dude, I definitely. Oh, oh my god, about YouTube what, videos. Yeah. Holy shit! I light lark all the fucking time. Oh no! I, well, I mentioned I used to light lark. Well, I, I and I'm going to light lark again sometime. I don't know what it's going to be about. Like, but at some point, I am going to out of pure jealousy. Just start I will return to light larking. Yeah. Light, light lark larking will, will return. return. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I have a fucking curse with Tears of the Kingdom, Sam. And this is one of those things that, like, causes me physical, actual pain. Like, I should be allowed damage. You become ill. I become... I, I actually... My body fills with gloom. When, when like... And it's funny, because this only happens when I'm in the depths. But, like... Yeah, you need a cooked sundalion in order to cure your, <laughs> what, what you're dealing with. I sundalions in a pot together to get a sunny tomato. Uh, but where, where I... Whenever I'm playing in the depths... There is a video that I don't know how I saw. I don't know why I saw it. I don't know why I clicked on it. But it has haunted me for fucking ever. It's not scary. It's not gory. It's not disturbing. It's pure, unadulterated cringe. Oh, cringe no. Cringe that, that I feel. In cringe of the body. highest order? Cringe of the highest order. And I'm talking, Sam, I'm talking high school memories cringe i'm talking oh, man. the girl you tried to impress and you did something are we talking cringe. like lovecraft cringe cringe beyond human comprehension yes, type yes. cringe the unnameable cringe um <laughs> where where like this is this is is one of the worst <laughs> dude you, you don't have to say anymore that face you just made said it all <laughs> yeah, um, like where, where i just even just thinking about it like my balls ache when i think about it um where I saw a Minecraft parody song 
in my youth. And I say I saw a Minecraft parody song the same way that people say I saw a live leak stream. Like, like, yeah. like the fucking, uh, like, like the, uh, My, not my diamonds. Like the creepers coming. Yeah, Fuck. yeah. Um, like, like the dynamite the, song, but it's creeper. Spider. Yeah, like an eye of the spider. But it's one of the like, yeah, creepers gonna steal our stuff again. That yeah, one, yeah, like, like that kind of thing. But like, it's one of the most like stupid, ill-conceived parodies. Uh, th- this was like a thing back in the day, like where where people would just have a parody song that wasn't even like sensible or funny or good it's just because the 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 syllables matched right like um like there a uh, poker face had a lot of these there like some like oh yeah, yeah like i remember marker face marker face was like one it was about someone who drew on their face with a marker just like completely like n- like no creativity oh, sorry no- i missed my mute all good. anyways please continue yeah, no creativity no like concept just okay. Well, these words rhyme and they sound kind of similar. So I I remember when the fucking let's player attacking toucans. He used to try to. He was trying to like. Oh, jeez, Louise! Yeah. Oh, you were you're really bringing me back. Dude, well, th- these cringe things stick with me. Like he was at one point trying to be like a Shane Dawson or like an, a, a Breaking NYC. Like like he was trying to be like a YouTuber instead of just a let's player, right? Like because le- yeah. let's players at the time were actually what I call around the way what out. I call the long form let's player yeah like they that that was a different that was a different thing like I tried to explain to my dad my dad was like man if you kept up let's plays you would have been a billionaire and I and I had to be like <laughs> I had to be like all right here's the difference between what you're saying and what PewDiePie it's was like doing. okay dad maybe if I kept up let's playing and built up a sizable audience and switched to twitch in around 2015 and got really lucky by speed running a popular game then maybe maybe I could have made a well, hundred thousand the thing I had to explain was that like there's there's the Vertical Slice LP and the Long Form LP, like the the w- yeah. what we'll call the Nintendo LP, so to speak, um, which is you play through the entire game end to end, and someone watches. And like the best you could do, um, if you're not Chugga Conroy, the best you're gonna do for those videos is 100k, 200k views on the first episode for the first part. Yeah, yep, for the first part, and then and then by the end you might you're lucky if you got 30k, right? Like because yeah, and the finale will also get more the views. The finale than will always do really it- well. Yeah. Yeah, that's why the vertical slice let's play took off because it's just like this has played the game once for forty minutes or whatever. Yeah, and then I'll and refund then it done. on Steam and it cost me nothing. Like, like there, yeah. there's no there's no investment really. Like, and and that's why it took off and and it was easy enough to do because all you need is a webcam, uh, a piece of shit game that's popular and and the and a Photoshop to make a terrible thumbnail. Um, so like I kind of had to explain like there is a difference between like what I was doing and what PewDiePie was doing and and yeah, but as far as he was concerned, it's all let's plays. Um, but yeah, attacking toucans, uh, saw what we were talking about and he tried to strike it big and it did not work. And I specifically remember I gave one of his videos a shot and it was a parody of the song blow this place about to blow, uh, blow. Uh, 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 like, yeah, just again, one of these like s- songs. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, yeah. I don't know how to describe, it. but, but a song that like, that, that is unremarkable but popular and so of course they got a parody like not i'm not talking weird al like because weird al did like the hit right whereas yeah. like a lot of these youtube parodies were just like this is crap. like a forgotten song from like the late 2000s early 2010s i don't even remember who sings it. i know the exact song you're talking about though yeah like 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 another one rides the bus is is a parody of a classic that by that point i think was already like 10 years old right like and, and yeah. so that's like a high concept. Like Weird Al sat down and he came up with the funniest lyrics he could. Whereas "blow" rhymes with snow, and so he sang a song about a snow day. And I, it's just like, like from getting off school. Yeah, and and it's just like there's no cleverness, there's no concept. 
there's no comedy. Like it's it's just like it's just the place is about to snow. Oh 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 oh. Yeah, and and it's about like how exciting a snow day is, and then you get bored and you want school to start again, and it's like what are you? What what's the concept? Like I I mean I hear you, but like what's where's the where's the joke? Like I I I don't need to explain what's funny about about uh, my Bologna, uh, but I guess I will. Where like what's funny about my Bologna? Hey is, guys, Peter Griffin here to explain the joke. <laughs> what's what's funny about my Bologna is the fact that that it's such a fucking like it it's it's. It's such a mundane thing to make a song about, but it's specifically over a very classic song, right? Yeah. Um. That and that's sort of what what Weird Al did. It was either it was either weirdness like White and Nerdy or Amish Paradise, where it was like the most bizarre parody he could come up with of like a, a subculture, um, a, a, with kind of whip smart lyrics, or it was a, an absurd, stupid take on a classic, like Another One Rides the Bus, where yeah. where it's and the comedy like even if you don't know another one bites the dust it's fucking funny because the bus riding experience is miserable like if i could make a parody song i would make it about my john wick 4 movie going experience and just and i would just sing like a meatloaf ballad like two out of three ain't bad about the movie going experience about about the fucking fat ass i I would do i would do paradise by the dashboard light uh by by um by uh meatloaf and and it would just be lyrics about how awful everyone in the theater is um and and that would be my classic but like so this was but the minecraft parody era was even worse because it was specifically themed around minecraft obviously which kind of limits the subjects you could pull from it it has to be about mining things crafting things or creepers, biomes, or, or the enemies. monsters. Yeah, biomes or enemies. Like and, and and like mine diamonds is the best of those because it's an obvious shit post. Or eye of the spider is great because it's like obvious. It's an obvious shit post. But the ones that are earnest are terrible. And so the one that I I experience is a song called "Screw the Nether" set to moves like Jagger. And by Ooh. the way, isn't that the worst like sound alike you've ever heard? I got the screw like never. That's how it sounds, yeah. right? No, screw the nether. I got the screw the nether. And it's about to screw the nether. It's a. Oh, you're killing me! Oh, you're killing me! I want to screw the nether. No, 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 Sam. All right, it's, it's even worse. It's even worse because it's saying screw the nether as in fuck this place. I hate it. Right. Yeah. But it's about a guy who. Moves- but it's Minecraft. We can't yeah. say fuck here. Yeah. So he he moves to the Nether, I guess, because it's resource rich, and then he realizes it's a dangerous biome, and he's like, "I'm leaving. Screw the Nether." So so the part that whenever I go to the depths, that fucking song is in my head, and so I'm just hearing, "I'm moving to the Nether," and like, <laughs> and I actually, I I. I feel like I'm staring at a Lovecraftian abomination, and I I actually want to commit self harm. Like I want to, to <laughs> I want to lobotomize myself to escape the madness that I'm experiencing. Like the fact that I'll just be fucking mining zonite, and then I'll just hear "Screw the Nether," and I'm like, "Stop!" It's it's the it's the um the the famous scene in um in the movie Hardcore when George George C. Scott's screaming, "Turn it off! Turn it off!" Like, ah! 
that's just me in the depths playing Tears. Like, that's the most, that's the least just, fun I have playing Tears of the Kingdom. <laughs> but I'm in the depths and screw the nether starts playing on loop in my brain. And it goes, we gotta go to the nether. Yeah, wow. Yeah, it's like, here's the thing about the word moves, Sam. Uh, the word moves is a fucking verb. Well, I guess it's a noun in, or sorry, it's a noun in this case, right? A move. Moves like Jagger. Yeah, moves like Jagger, I guess would be a noun. Um, and then like Jagger. He moves. A- no, it's a verb. He moves oh, like Jagger. Okay, I was correct. Yeah. Like it's, it's an action verb, right? And so like the word, when you just hear it in a song, like you're, you're kind of. Like as as yeah. a as a subject to a to a like you understand it's an important word in the sentence, right? So you can kind yeah. of emphasize two not the two impor- not important the, word. Yeah, two is a it's what is that even a conjunction? <laughs> <laughs> it's not a conjunction. Oh, it's um preposition. It's a preposition. It just I'm sorry. It just hit me how fucking stupid that shit. Right. Like how. Like, like the fact that that the part that you emphasize, just because it's the part that the song it's based on emphasize, is the preposition instead instead of the the verb that is like it, it would it would be like if you did a parody of of um of like do the electric slide right, but you emphasize the word the in electric slide, like well no because you don't actually say the electric slide in the electric slide. Um, Cuban shuffle. If, if it was like like a G six yeah, or whatever like to keep up the late two thousands. Yeah. yeah, but but you did uh the word uh in in <laughs> as the part that um as you that you really emphasized uh instead of like 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 wait yeah is they repeat the word like in G six right yeah like it's like a G six like a G and it was and it's like it. I, I guess the, there's a better. I, there's probably there's a better, be a better, better answer to this because I've, these I'm fuckers not... would would have would have been would have kept the like the these because again we got to think this is the lowest common denominator yeah, creators it's, it's back a, in oh well, nine yeah well, well, like, or two thousand eleven. So the way we have to reverse engineer this is we have to think about elements of <laughs> of Minecraft <laughs> that can be because again eye of the tiger eye of the spider. All right, that makes sense, right? Um, so, something with the <laughs> creeper. Oh yeah, creeper. man, <laughs> like. But but yeah, like Creeper, uh, DJ's got us fall in love again. Creeper's gonna steal our. Creeper's got us fall in love again. That yeah. shit is 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 amazing, dude. I I do love because a, a great like a truly great parody song, and and that I I will say that's why the Fortnite um pro Fortnite gamer song was so successful because it had oh the weird my god formula. chug jug yeah chug jug, chug, jug, jug is so good it had the the formula of taking a classic song and doing a parody of it as opposed to like a modern radio hit because no one's talking yeah. about american boy anymore so you can just no. you can you can just fuck that song six ways to sunday and and make it <laughs> terrible uh but great Take me to the zone yeah dude i love that song because american boy is a good song i think that's the other thing is most of the songs that they would parody are like okay no one, no one's doing like bizarre love triangle or virtual insanity, or no, yeah, no. Someone's got to do a uh, a Minecraft remix of, of virtual. No, I'll do you one better. Someone's got to do a Five Nights at Freddy's parody of virtual insanity. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like <laughs> pizzas made of murder children's corpses <laughs> always seem to hunt me down in the security room. Like just like complete. Purple. Guy is yeah. <laughs> purple. Guy is the murder, uh, the true form of Springtrap. 
Oh, now there is no bite. <laughs> I don't know, dude. That was that was fucking word salad. So, okay, so let's let's actually try and come up with like a concept. Oh so my I'm, god, I'm gonna peg this as being about sister location in particular, Sam. I'm gonna, I'm gonna say. Oh, that I don't know do... anything about sister location. What, which FNAF game? Because I'm most familiar with one and two. Yeah, so, let's just do one. Let's just do well, one because we'll we all one. know what happens in one. Okay. Okay. So so. First of all, I'm already picturing the the music video of this because, like, Foxy famously like slides down the hall. Like, that's obviously <laughs> I'm picturing Foxy like. Yeah. Okay. There was a world where kids can play and eat no, no. all the pizza. Oh yeah. No. So 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 um uh like we we uh we start with like. There was a world where there was a pit full of balls! Cause that's, um, <laughs> men can't eat it all. Yeah. Where prizes could be big or small. Who can small. tell? <laughs> what ticket sales? Who can tell? Yeah. Who can tell? What ticket sales will be getting today? That is until the bite of 87. <laughs> <laughs> just like, just completely off the rails. <laughs> Fazbear's made of Fazbear's made of <laughs> murder children. Freddy, yeah. Fazbear's <laughs> coming after your children. Hide them, yeah. <laughs> hold them. Chica's either way. Bunny, Foxy, and the golden one. <laughs> And the golden Freddy. Oh, now there is no hope. So you better. I don't know. Wait till six p.m. Yeah. Six a.m. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Freddy's coming. He's gonna jump out at your screen now. Imagine if we were actually talented. This would be like an, an, an all-time great bit. Oh yeah! But instead, we're fucking hacks. Dude, well, that's, <laughs> like, what's just... great about it though is that is that the hackery is is there. To be fair, my my first line, the the first couple lines, not bad. Yeah, we were all. Well, yeah, we were we were cooked. The, the, first the problem is, I don't actually know enough about FNAF to have like a really deep like like parody. Like the, it was really easy to make up those early parts because those were just about Chuck E. Cheese. My memory is a Chuck E. Cheese. Now I got to get uh, uh, now I got to talk about bites of 87 and and all sorts of all sorts of like what's the fucking guy who's voiced by Scott Cawthon? I don't know that guy's name. Tom like I don't the the, the radio guy. Like we could the radio dude. Yeah, we we could do a we could fucking talk about him. Former security manager, I don't fucking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dude, according to porn, Foxy has a huge set of balls. You ever yeah. notice that? Can't. I. I no. I. I don't look up FNAF porn. So, unfortunately, I'm, I'm just. I'm just picturing the the virtual insanity part where he's like sliding forward, but it's, <laughs> his, his fucking massive dick is dragging her. And along his the dog floor. is yeah. just like his, also... his fucking dog is just dragging along the floor, like several feet <laughs> behind him. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Looks no, like no, a but fucking it's gotta be serpent. it's gotta be Freddy who's doing the moves because Freddy's got the top hat. Yeah. Do 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 and just and Golden Freddy's just like sliding towards the camera. See, oh yeah, no. Now we now we just got to do a whole album of Jamiroquai uh parody is about about FNAF. <laughs> <laughs> wow.
what 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 else? Oh yeah, no. Instead of Cosmic Girl, we got Chica Girl. She's just Chica a girl. Chica Girl. Chica Girl. From another family in a pizzeria by a cra- yeah, <laughs> murdered by a a. a, a cra- I, I can't think of something that starts with a lie that it means like serial killer. But <laughs> wow, 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 wow! She's Chica. Do 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 do. This is the return of the balloon boy crawling through the fence, spy it on you. Come to take your soul. <laughs> At the speed of Chica, oh, you yeah. and I go deeper. Oh my god. Anyway, if you want to be a, a fucking. What the fuck did we say earlier in the show? Fat, pasty white boy? <laughs> if you want to be an, an angry, uh, pasty boy. An angry, pasty fucking boy. If you want to be an angry, pasty boy. <laughs> if you want to help us write our Jamiroquai Five Nights at Freddy's album. Freddy's remix album? Yeah. Uh, we, we got, we got all us. the we got all the hits. We got all the hits. <laughs> Don't give Springtrap a chance. Little <laughs> L, the L standing for uh, lithium. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, emergency at Freddy Fazbear's. Yeah, uh, I'm trying to think of a canned heat one. Canned pizza. I don't know. Fuck it. <laughs> this is a work in progress. All right, we're gonna figure it out. <laughs> Goodbye. <laughs> you didn't hope no, the no Discord. No subscribe. No, oh yeah, go to the Discord. Go to the fucking go to the I don't care.